This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. We are the ones who rank the 80s. We've made a bracket with our favorite songs. You're welcome, ladies. There's choices we're making with one hit wonders of the time. It's true, I never make mistakes, just Jake and Kent. Yeah, really well done on uh, that. that. I know it's good it's, singing. Yeah. I've been practicing. <laughs> you jerk, that was me. Oh, sure. Try to take I rehearsed that in the car all the way here. <laughs> you did. Me. Yeah, I'm sitting there bobbing my head back and forth, which you can't see, by the way. But you, I, was, I actually had my hand on my I know, ear. You really got into that. Doing the you bob. really did. You had kind of a different, a different voice, a different whole. Aura was, that was my quasi Michael Jackson voice. I think you're trying to convince Jake that we need to do a YouTube channel. <laughs> Is that what that Just was? Yeah. yeah. Me, me bobbing my head to sing. Yes. Welcome to Big Song, Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Thank you so much for listening to our 20 Questions with Casey show that we did last week. We actually, when we posted the show on our Facebook and Twitter page, we did a 20 Questions game where I said, guess the movie I'm thinking of. So much fun. And I let our followers on, on the social media guess one question at a time. There were Sometimes they were working together. Sometimes they were just shooting themselves in the foot, which is pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Wayne's World was brought up a number of times. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the end, both were successfully guessed within 20 questions, yeah. which is awesome. So, yeah. There was some hint giving, but yeah, you know, it's just still, a little bit. Yeah. We weren't as... Uh, I didn't I didn't want to throw them to the wolves as Jacob did with us. You were pretty, you were pretty mean with them, though. You were like, no. 15 left. Yes. No, wow. 14 left. That was more for clarity's sake. Wrong again, sake. 13. That was more for clarity's sake. <laughs> I'm like, geez, Joel. It was more for clarity's sake, so I didn't have to be like, well, it's kind of a drama, but not really a drama, unless you include the drama that's in the drama. So dramatic. Jacob. Drama is confusing. Uh, oh, also, we'd like to thank everyone who came out to the Bacon Cell Night at yeah, Quick Wits. Thank you for coming. It yes. was so good to see all of you it there. It really was. All one of you there. And yes. it was great to be able to, to you know, make you laugh a little bit. And I, I'm sorry... I'm sorry for what I said. I'm not going to apologize officially, but I know I offended a lot of you with that joke I made. And and with what Kent wore. I mean, gosh. (laughs) I'm really sorry. (laughs) I thought it would be hidden, but somehow it got revealed. It it was very, very revealed. I just can't believe Jacob fell asleep midway through the show. Yeah. That that was a little insulting. I actually can't. It's really not on me. Honestly, but when he started <laughs> singing in his sleep, that was the weird part. I heard the secrets that he kept <laughs> when he sang in his well sleep. Put. Yes, uh, but yes, we, we had a great time with that, <laughs> and we hope to do these more. I mean, yeah. depending on well, how honestly, this one... honestly, meeting the listener is just so great. So we're going to try to do it as much as possible, and we'll try in not different to, waves. We'll try not to overwhelm Quick Wits, much like Kate, their Saturdays, because yeah, you know, much like we overwhelmed Kent with drawings. You know, just one show, just you know, talk to me. Oh, out. sure, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, drawings. I got to do those. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you very much. We yes. appreciate it. But uh, we really need to get into it this week. We do. We do. We, need, we have a lot, a lot to get like, to. Sure. If you want to go to patreon.com forward slash bacon cell, do that. Or if you want to buy merch at tpublic.com slash bacon cell. In fact, we have some cool new designs from Ninth Mountain Threads. Yes, they are you, awesome. You can come check out. We're starting to put those on. Literally our very a bacon punny. boat. Bacon sail. It's a bacon sailing on bacon. Boat sailing on bacon. Yes. A boat made of bacon. Uh, the boat, boat on bacon. bacon too. But yeah. So yeah, but that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, gentlemen, the time has arrived for us to discuss 
80s one-hit wonders. That's McDonald's. Um, (laughs) No, because we did... So we did 90s one-hit wonders back uh, last year, November of last year, with episodes 132 and 134. The good old days. Then we did... (laughs) Was it the good old days? Last year. Yes. (laughs) We did an 80s new wave bracket earlier this year in March, uh, episodes 147 and 148. It's almost tradition. Like, I plan this on the calendar. It's almost like that. Yes. It is. We have a calendar? We have a calendar, Joel. We have a calendar. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing about it is this is not this is the first part of the show. We're not going to be able to complete an entire bracket in one show. We found that goes way too long. So we're going to do the first round. We're going to get that and we're going to do the finals here in a couple weeks. Because this won't be long at all. It won't be 64 teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You are so sing songy. This is going to take so much time. It is. So we got to jump right into it. But I want to just bring up a quick criteria that we use in this show. Okay. Because this is a bracket, we have created a list. We had a list of over 300 80s one-hit wonders. We whittled that down to 64. Yes. So now we have 64 on the bracket, which you can find and print out and play along with at baconsale.com. And listen to when we include the Spotify playlist. And we've created a Spotify playlist as well. So you can listen to these. And you can, get a feel you can for go it. on a Spotify right now. Just do a search for Bacon Sale and you can find the playlist. Well, not, not right now because they're listening to the show right yeah, now. Listen to the show right now. You can do it at once. <laughs> same sure. time uh there's actually and there was only one song that wasn't there's was, there was two songs i couldn't find the right version i know i noticed and so that was annoying but yes spotify doesn't have everything it's okay but it's a it's, what are the rules the rules are jacob's gonna including the new rule jacob's gonna bring up two different songs two one-hit wonders that uh, were popular in the in the 80s kent and i are going to discuss them because jacob's not huge on the 80s that's that's right and then we are going to make a decision. So two out of three, it advances. I love that you say that's right. So that like when people are mad at you, which they, they, will, they will be, they will be. You just gave yourself a disclaimer they, right there. I, you guys, here's my caveat right now. I don't care about most of these songs. Okay. That's hurtful. That First hurts. of all, because that's our childhoods. Yeah. Right there. Uh, second of all, Joel, can we give our disclaimer real quick? Because don't we grade these on 33%, 33%, oh, yeah. 34%, yes. 34% personal taste. Yes. 33% performance. And 33% presence in the 80s. Yes. So there are some cold hard facts we are using here, but our personal opinions will come into play. Slightly more. And when we can't decide, Jacob's going to be the cold, heartless jerk who makes right. a decision That's with me. no emotion. And there's a new feature this time around that we just came up with before we started this show. I'm still a little weary of this, but okay. We have a golden buzzer. Can Is we that say that? No, no, no. no. Um, uh, um, what should we call it? Bacon buzzer? Oh, bacon buzzer. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I just had bacon in front of it. And it's good. <laughs> well, it's alliterative. It's too. gold. <laughs> the golden bacon buzzer. No, no, that's too close. That's too much. <laughs> bacon Crisp, button? Crispy bacon button. <laughs> Let's stop. <laughs> but we can include this. We get this one per these two shows that we're doing. We can only do this until the quarterfinals, until the Elite Eight. Elite Eight is the last round we can use this button. We can use it only once. If there is a choice going through that we just so disapprove of, or there's a hill that we're dying on, we can we can say Jake, you made the wrong choice by agreeing with Joel, <laughs> and we are saving this song. And it's going I never I never agree with Joel Kent. Yeah, I always oh, agree with you. I know you don't, but we'll see how it's because I'm my glad favorite. you finally yes. admit that what? you were first last show you were his favorite last show so we have this button that we're going to be using yes <laughs> the super bacon crispy button yeah super gold. bacon crispy of button of gold and then once we use that button <laughs> and we only get one not not like once we use it we can use it again the next show this right. is like one for the entire bracket yep and so we each have one of those yep we may or may not use it i may just win every time guys right jacob Right. Wink, we wink. have to start the show. Let's do it. it. And first of all, Joel, I want to hear some falsetto where falsetto is necessary on these songs. 
Of course. So we will be singing as Jake reads the names. That's the other disclaimer we should probably give. If you haven't listened to these shows before, Kent and I are not professional singers. (laughs) We like to goof around and sing. It wouldn't be any fun if you were. We're not taking ourselves very seriously as we try to reenact these. Bless our beautiful heart. Because we we can't afford the rights to play long versions of these songs. And so you're just going to have to take our word for it. And the lyrics may be changed a little bit on an accident. Yeah. For the better. Jake, what do we have? All right. So the first matchup is going to be none other than... Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Sometimes I feel like I could <clears throat> run away. I could <clears throat> get away. You, gotta <laughs> you started off strong, kids. <laughs> I, then I lose confidence. So I never know the lyrics. Yes. What's this going up against? Believe It or Not by Joey Scarsberry. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. <laughs> Okay, which is the theme song for Greatest American Hero. Now, I want to clarify, Kent, that I have yes. not picked a winner yet. Neither have I. This is, this Joel, is remind me what line. Greatest American Hero is, because that sounds oh, familiar. Oh, yes, I should, I should mention. It's a, it's a sitcom from the 80s. White about, guy with an afro. Uh, about a guy, William Catt, who he gets a suit. Racist. He gets a, <laughs> he gets a suit from <laughs> Aliens from the sky and he didn't it has so they're his, not ground aliens no they're not ground aliens these are sky aliens. <laughs> okay and <laughs> you never know with aliens am i right the, he gets <laughs> the, the water aliens he gets a super that gives yeah. him powers but he loses the instruction manual so the series is him finding his, out his powers with the suit so we're going to jump through these and we're going to give some like i said cold hard facts here yes. about some of these soft cell for example came out in 82 uh, and I want to point this out. I, I love seeing these are all one hit wonders or considered one hit wonders. Yeah. But I love going and seeing how many albums the band actually made. For example, okay. Soft Cell has six studio albums. Wow. And this is their only big hit. And Tainted Love isn't even their original song. No. Nope. It was originally recorded by Gloria, Gloria Jones, Jones in 1964. 1964. Yeah, Whoa, yeah. there you go. Hey. And you know what's funny? This song didn't even chart for her. No, it But then they took it and it charted. It actually went to. It was like jumped around, but it went from like it's like top sixty four, then one hundred. No, that's the nineties, and then it went to number eight. It peaked at number eight. Peaked at number eight. Billboard Hot one hundred is what we're basing these chart performance on because that's kind of the catch all performance. It spent forty three weeks in the Hot one hundred. Whoa, that's quite a long while. That is a long. Joel, I have a question for you though. Yes. What was the name of the album that this song came out on? Jake, don't do that. Family friendly. Family Jacob. friendly. <laughs> family friendly. Family friendly. Let's high five on the front. Because I had to friendly. read that in my car while I was driving <laughs> over here tonight, and I was a little shocked. It's a little salacious, and that's a lot of these bands were really just trying to shock people. I found like yes. a lot of them are like, "Oh, we're going to be naughty, and that's going to get us noticed." Well, some weren't even trying to be naughty, but people said they were naughty, and we're going to get there. We'll get there too. So the legacy I feel for Believe It or Not is George Costanza's ringtone in Seinfeld. <laughs> Believe it or not, George uh, yeah, isn't really at home. Please leave a message after. <laughs> After the beep, um, <laughs> this guy—that's yeah. funny. So, <laughs> so good. Uh, this guy, the Joey Scarberry, is the one who sang it. But the guy who composed this, uh, believe it or not, uh, is the theme from *The Greatest American Heroes*. It's known. Also composed TV theme songs for *Law and Order*, *The A Team*, uh, *L.A. Law*, *Quantum Leap*, *Magnum P.I.*, *Hill Street Blues*. That's this all. This guy is legit. Yeah, but poor Joey Scarberry could not get another hit after this one. Wow. He, he tried and tried, but it just wasn't. Wait, what's happen. the name of the John Williams of TV? Because that guy is a legend. Mike Post. Mike Post. Mike Post did a... We should have a Mike Post show at this point. <laughs> we should at some point. But that song, believe it or not, peaked at number two. It did. It yeah. peaked at number two in, in, in 81. It, it was it was uh, held off by Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Oh, Makes understandable. Sense. Didn't quite get All right, that. guys, let's get to it. Tainted Love. It's got to be Tainted Love. As much as I love uh, the theme It's song, so much fun. This is just a little insight into my life. I, I create little songs for my kids 
uh, for each one of them. And it's always like a parody kind of of other songs. Yeah, of course. My um, youngest daughter, actually, her themes. This is the song. Like I changed the words to this to believe it or not as her song. Can you sing it for us right now? No. Please. I am just so curious. It's just for her now. and me. It's, I could use a good cry right now. No, it's just daddy's song for my little girl, and it's to this just tune. Just a little bit. No. <laughs> you know everyone is dying to hear this. <laughs> I just took the tune and changed it to song, sing songs about her. Because the thing is, I'm not a songwriter, so I take other people's music and then put my own lyrics to it because I'm a word person. Yeah. So that's what I do with a bunch of these. So like, I have a my daughter, uh, one of my daughters, she has like Tula Rula Rula as her. Oh, perfect. And, and my son has, my son actually has a creepy song from a creepy movie, but it's a yeah. How sweet. Believe well, it or not, I'm really it's your a gospel dad. Song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Joel doesn't sing it, we can just make some up. Yeah. <laughs> it's from uh, the, my, my son's, I should clarify, is from Night of the Hunter. There's a gospel song they sing in it. Oh, and it yeah. was just in my head. And so I changed it to kind of his thing. But anyway, that's another show for another time. <laughs> but yeah, Tainted Love Advances. Yes. All right. All right, next matchup is Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. I always feel like somebody's watching me and I get no privacy. Which is actually, that, that is, that's Michael Jackson singing the hook on that. We'll get into that. The best part of the against? song. Against? Yes. When I was listening, I was like, man, this sounds like Michael Jackson. That's yeah. weird. Oh, it is. Okay. And what's this one against? Against Putting on the Ritz by Taco. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where people, oh no. I just lost it. Where people go. No, it's not it. <laughs> Putting on the rights. No, I'm sure Joel, that's it. go along with you, it. Hold on. If you're people blue, you will know just where understand. Where you go where fashion sits. Yes. Putting on the rights. Putting on the rights. That's, that's what, what I said. I said that you the entire time. You close to saying you, you that. You need to do the, the shout out, though. The, how does the that show? go? Yeah. When you, the <laughs> there it is. Where are the rights? What show did you do a medley for Putting on the Ritz? That was Taco Bell. Oh, my gosh. It's still that. If you're hungry, you makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. Go watch that Taco Bell show if you want to hear that. By Taco. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's to put another by Taco. So, so Rockwell, somebody watching me versus yes. Taco by putting on the Ritz. Or so here's, on the, Ritz here's the thing. So Rockwell sings like the main part of that song, but the chorus, which is the best part of the song, is done by Michael and Jermaine Jackson. Like those are two legit stars but to get on your 80s here's single. Here's the other thing is that song, it, it's kind of Halloween, has a kind of yes. a Halloween feel to it. And it's funny because like you listen to Rockwell part and he's like, I walk out to the door and the mailman's there. <laughs> and it's like, it's not really singing. And then all yes. of a sudden the hook comes in. And it's MJ. And it's Michael Jackson. And it's just such, it's like you when you get dissonance and all of a sudden you hear harmony and you're like, oh, that feels so good after all that dissonance. That's what that song is. That's what drugs are like. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> and then, then you have Taco. Then you have Taco. So this is a who, cover of a 1929 Irving Berlin song. Yes. I mean, this and Irving Berlin actually was the has the record for the oldest person to achieve a, a hit composition in a top 10. He was 95. He was 95 when this song entered it. And so he got recognized for that. So, so somebody's watching me peaked at number two, putting on the Ritz, got number four. Yes. And oh, man, there's so many different things. I, I can't even imagine this. putting on the Ritz like on the radio. I mean, yeah. that's so that's well. The honestly, version. some of these songs are so tacky at this yeah. point. Well, so here's the but thing, it's Jacob. the '80s, like all of them. So Taco. Them. Uh, by the way, you guys know what Taco's real name? Uh, no. It's not Taco. <laughs> I want my money back. Enchilada. Uh, <laughs> dead jokes. So he's an Indonesian-born Dutch singer who started his career in Germany. I'm confused. And his name. <laughs> Stop it! That doesn't make that hurt my brain. His name is Taco. His Wait, name he is, goes by the name Taco, his, but he's an Indonesian-born Dutch singer. So no, in I was right. It is his, his real name. name is Taco. It's it's Taco 
Ockers, Ockers, O-C-K-E-R-S-E. I go by Taco, Taco too. how he pronounces it. So that's his real name. But the funny thing is, Jacob, you mentioned this. I can't believe this is played on the on the radio. Yeah. So the music actually got pretty heavy rotation on MTV, except for the original version contains characters in blackface. And so it has since been banned by many networks. Because they were yes. going for that old timey big band thing. And apparently in the eighties that was something you could do, but yeah, they don't they don't play for that like a year much anymore. <laughs> They're like, wait, this is wrong. Canceling bacon sale blackface, I guess. <laughs> so here's what no. Here's, here's, no. Here's, here's why I'm going against putting on the Ritz. And by the way, I'm just deciding now, but this song was featured in Baby Geniuses. That's why you're going to that against reason it? alone? Oh yeah. Gets this song taken off the well, list. And you you may be wondering, by the way. How on earth did Rockwell get Michael Jackson? Yeah, was, I actually don't know. He was very popular at, his t- at the time. Oh, number on one hit song. after number one hit. Yeah, Michael Jackson was really big at this time. Well, Rockwell, uh, whose name is actually Kenny, Kennedy William Gordy, that's his real name, uh, he was a family friend of the Jacksons and would hang out over at the house sometimes. And apparently, this is true, he went over to the house one day and sang this song, oh, what was it? It says like eight or nine times. And then Michael offered, uh, Michael talked to him about it and said, well, who you got to, to sing the hook on that? And he's like, well, could you do it? And Michael's like, okay. I honestly feel like it was one of these. He's like, guys, listen to my song nine times. And the Jacksons were like, get him out of the house That's right what it now. Feels like. <laughs> Agree <laughs> to sing the hook. And, and Rockwell has three studio albums and Taco has six. Ugh. And also uh, one of the things I really like to do. <laughs> I want to hear all six. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, one other thing I, I have here is like their, when their year's active, like when they were active. And so Rockwell, it says 1983 to 1991, which I'm like, okay, he's become a producer since then. Sure. Uh, Taco, it says 1979 to present. What? So apparently he's Taco's still out there, guys. That's going to be the next, like, uh, would you rather? And like, you're going to be locked in a room and you have to listen to all six albums by Taco. (laughs) Taco or Falco. (laughs) Or (laughs) Taco or Falco. Falco's awesome. He's dead. He is. But he's still awesome. Don't make me talk about how he died again. Don't (laughs) Don't make me do it. So, okay, but you, I you am, get I am saying, saying somebody's the watching me. Some, somebody's watching me. And I'm saying Taco because I feel like putting on the Ritz was much more like the whole song you can listen to and enjoy. And it's very, very 80s and very, very one hit wonderish. Rockwell, more of just a Halloween kitschy song. But that hook, it's great. And having MJ in your song, even if he did have to kick you out, please leave. Please leave. I'll, I'll sing I'll for you. Well, putting for on you. the Ritz is, is, it feels very Halloween y too. Like, what? Putting on the Ritz says? Yeah, because it's Young Frankenstein. Yeah, because it reminds me of Young Frankenstein. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. All right, Jake, it's all you. All right, for this one, guys, I'm going to have to go. I think the one with the real lasting power here, which is none of them, is Taco. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Putting on the Ritz. Uh, this thing is still imitated and redone and, you know, reimagined. People play around with this song it all the time. It was in Baby Geniuses. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't really matter. Don't say are... just because Joel sampled it that people mess with this song all the time. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I did. He's doing it because I did a cover. All right, next match is So Alive by Love and Rockets. I don't know great what name. color your eyes are, baby, but your hair is long and brown. So alive. That was creepy. Uh, I, I, was, I was going for raspy. You were going for creepy. That's just my raspy. <laughs> it's creepy? <laughs> yeah. Versus, right. let's say if you can't hear, Maniac by Michael Cimbello. She's, She's a maniac, maniac. On the floor, 
<laughs> I wonder which one you guys like better. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I, okay, so the Midiac is definitely more lively, but man, So Alive has got that pulsating kind of that drum beat and the guitar, the bass guitar. Feels like Jesus Jones 90s music, though, to me. It the, always has. Okay, Love so and Rockets. The, uh, the intro of that song, it has this drum beat, this... Uh, every time I think it's All I Want by Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yes. And I get those two mixed up. That's extra nerdy. Love and Rockets peaked at number three on in 89. And then Maniac peaked at number one early 1983. Here is one of my favorite fun facts of the show. Do it. And it's about Maniac. Okay. This song. So the guy who wrote it, Michael Cimbello, he wrote this song for a horror movie. Yeah. Did uh, you know this, Joel? Well, he wrote it kind of about a horror movie, possibly 1980s movie Maniac. Yeah, they're thinking possibly Maniac. But here's the thing. Uh, he was in discussions with like executives that just needed stuff for soundtracks because that was his job. And they're like, hey, we're making a movie called Flashdance. We need, we need music. So his wife actually took the track Maniac, sent it to them. They loved it and made it the official track of Flashdance. But the original lyrics were like, uh, he will kill your cat and nail it to the door. No, no, that's, that's, he's a maniac, maniac, that's for sure. He will kill your cat yes. and nail it to the door. That is horrifying. Is, is that one of the songs for your kids as well? Sweetie, I have a song to sing you. But this song peaked one. at number one in the Hot 100. And here's the thing is this was nominated. Uh, maniac was nominated for an Academy Award because uh, it was in the best original song for the movie Flashdance, which is about a welder who dances at night. Really? And but it's an interesting description. It lost to what a feeling, which is from Flashdance, which is about a welder who (laughs) dances at night. There were two songs from that movie about a welder who dances at night that got an Academy Award nomination in 1983. (laughs) That's so weird to me. A little bit. So what's the movie about? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got but it. Michael Cimbello also, he uh, wrote a ton of songs. He's a songwriter and he wrote yeah. songs for Cocoon, Independence Day, Gremlins, Monster Squad. And he they all kind of have this kind of synthesized sound to them. Right. This is the 80s. It is. And OK, Joel, what's your vote? Well, I, I think Joel, we're we got to go quicker. What's we're, your we're vote? We're going with Maniac, obviously. Yeah, it's here. Maniac. But I wanted to mention Love and Rockets actually has seven albums. But even they got that. Listen to wow. that song. The So Alive song actually really is a cool song. And it's like literally like kind of that cool vibe to it. It's always so sad when you say how many albums they have. I know. And this is the only song. For real. Yeah. Although, uh, yeah, Love and Rockets also stopped being active in 2009. They don't have the dash to present. It's just they ended in 2009. But hmm. there you go. Maniac takes it. Perfect. All right. Next up, Lean On Me by... I'm not even sure it's Club Novio Novia. <laughs> yes, Novia. this is why I love this show. <laughs> Lean on me. What is it? Do, do, when do, you're do. not strong <laughs> and I'll be your <laughs> friend, <laughs> I'll help you carry on. And that sounds familiar because it's a Bill Withers song. But yeah, I know it from Bill Withers. Yes. But, but they put like kind of a... How do you say the name though? Club, Club Nouveau. No, oh, just Club Nouveau. Okay, yeah. That's way easier. And it's Novio. Is, I'm like Novio. Novio for the soul. Yeah, it has, has much more kind of a dance beat to it. They take that traditional song and put a dance beat behind it. Versus Take On Me by AHA. Take on me. Take on me. Take (laughs) me on. Take on me. I'll be gone. (laughs) 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 You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) Yes. Also, we're sorry. (laughs) 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 Keep both working on us. Right. 
Uh, so this is one of those where I really, really like Club Devo's version of Leon and Me. Possibly it's great. better than the original, I yes. think. Because the original kind of has this kind of folksy sound to it where this is more kind of a dance beat. It's more of a UB40 beat, which is why I see why you like it. It also has a faux reggae refrain, as it says here, which and is, we be jamming, we be jamming, man, yes. hey. Dun, 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 and Jake, dun, just dun. so you know, this song did hit number one and okay. won the Grammy for the best R&B song. Yes. Yes. And then, aha, they were a Dutch, Norwegian, Indonesian, Filipino synth pop band. Now, they were just a Norwegian synth pop band. <laughs> what? Where did all that come from? <laughs> just because of your whole taco thing. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. The video, which everyone knows the video, won six awards at the 1986 MTV VMAs. You know what I find most interesting about this song, guys? Hmm. Is that this song went through so many different incarnations before it became Take On Me. Like when they first, the, there's like, you can find these demos out there. When it was originally written, it was the Juicy Fruit song. And it kind of sounded like it, but not really. Juicy Fruit. And it's then, gonna move. No, yeah. not that. Not that. But it's, they so. called it Juicy Fruit song. And then Juicy Fruit became Lesson One, which had a little bit more feel to it. In fact, I want to play you guys a clip here. Juicy Fruit. Not that one. This is Lesson One. Okay. So Lesson One. You what can does find that this mean? one. It's just what they chose to do. So Lesson One. Here, let's see if you can hear the elements of Take on Me in this kind of rough draft of the song. Okay, I'm excited. There it is. Oh, wow. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Why did they cut that? I don't know. I think crowing like a rooster in the middle of your song is perfectly that acceptable. That sounds like me when I was 17. <laughs> it's like the Galileo that went wrong. What'd you say? One more time? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey. Uh, could you tuck your arms and legs inside the ride at all times? <laughs> I, mean, I was no, I, one of my favorite things to do is whenever I see that a song samples another song or yes. there's an earlier version of it or a different artist had done it before. I love going out and finding it. And this was one of those gems where I went, yes, this is why I do bacon. That is <laughs> this is why. <laughs> so I can see lesson one. So, so lesson one by AHA. The Go video has 760 million views on YouTube. Lesson one you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Which then lesson By the way, one. it will now. <laughs> and it hit number one, stayed on the charts for 27 weeks total. Well, here's the other funny thing is wow. that... They, so they did the Juicy Fruit song, they did Lesson One, then they did Take On Me, and you can see the original music, which is kind of not as poppy, not as synth, Yeah. and they, they took it to this producer, and they're like, no, let's put this kind of you know synth noise in it, and they were like, we don't like that, we're going to release it as is. They released Take On Me, it flopped, and then they put it back to the producer, they added in all the kind of the synth elements, the hook, and then it became a huge success. So good. So shout out to producers out there. But now I'll never be able to hear the, unhear the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and AHA, to their credit, I don't want to, you know, they are a one hit, they, they are considered a one hit wonder, but they did have 10 studio albums. Oh, that's the saddest one yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's some with more though. 10? Yes. But they also had another hit, quote unquote. They wrote, they wrote a Bond song. Yeah, they did. The Living Daylights. That was theirs. And I can't sing it right now because it's a very forgettable Bond song. Living Daylights. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but this is obviously going to take on me. Take on me. All the way. Next up, you guys are agreeing the whole time. I, I know. I we're said sorry. clean sweep once, and then I haven't had to do it again. Yeah. Because it doesn't well, you matter. did vote for Taco. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did vote for Taco. I forgot. <laughs> next up. All right. Next up, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. 
and it's time to feel good. Hey. <laughs> Versus I Gotta Wear Shades by Timbuk3. I'm feeling all right, getting good grades. The future's so bright. I, I gotta, gotta wear, wear shades. shades. Uh, yep. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, you're welcome. The, we talked. I, I think Katrina and the Waves wins for most unfortunate name after time because Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Katrina caused a tsunami and like demolished part of our country. And then they have this band called Katrina and the Waves with this peppy walking on sunshine. No, but then they made it a ballad and they wrote it for their children. What? The, you yeah. know, because that's the joke, Joel. That's the joke of the rest of the show. I don't get it. Oh, they, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it now. So Katrina and the Waves, they ten hit... Ten studio albums. They ten? ten? Ten studio albums for Katrina. And when I say studio albums, I mean, those are just kind of their original songs. It's not like compilations or live performances. Here's the thing. Katrina and the Waves, they've been in every single romantic comedy ever made. Yes. Pretty much. This song gets $1 million in royalties every single year. Wow. Yeah. So this band honestly has a ton of money still just from this one song. And it hit number nine on the charts. Yes. And then you get Timbuk3, which is a play on Timbuk2. What? Get it? And it's actually the number three. Yeah, Timbuk3, the number three at the end of there. Uh, This peaked at number 19 in 86. Uh, They have seven studio albums. And the inspiration for this song came from a conversation with... It's a husband and wife duo. And uh, one of the, the wife said to the husband at one point, the future is so looking so bright, we'll have to wear sunglasses. But so that, that's like a really write. positive song. Like, right. That, that makes me feel happy about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Except for the song is about a young nuclear scientist really excited for his career, not realizing it's going to bring out nuclear war. Yeah. So it's a very like people play the song as a very positive one. And it's like, no, it's kind of ironic. That's what Do people for. play this song? People think people remember this song fondly. (laughs) Here's my favorite thing about a lot of these songs is that the media really or like maybe fans made up their own theories about what the songs meant. And then the bands went along with it, at least for a little bit until they're like, yeah, that's actually not true. And we're going to get there with some of these facts. Yeah. That song actually hit number 19 on the charts. But credit to Timbuk3. They never decided to sell out. They refused uh, very lucrative offers from AT&T, Ford, the U.S. Army, Bausch & Lomb, and Ray-Ban. Oh, Was, Bausch & Lomb oh, yeah. like Ray-Ban, but yeah. What a bunch of fools, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. To turn they, down Bausch and Lomb. they kept their artistic integrity. Artistic integrity? They could have made some money. <laughs> now what are they doing? <laughs> they're, they're probably making some royalties. I actually there. saw them in the mall. They were trying to sell me sunglasses <laughs> in a kiosk. Dude, you're so bright. You should wear shades. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Uh, this one's going to Katrina Listen and the to Waves. Listen to our 10 albums. I'm voting for Katrina, Katrina and the Waves. It's Katrina and the Waves, for Agreed. sure. At least it goes quicker when you guys agree. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry for the show. All right, next up is Heart and Soul by T-Pow. Give me a little bit heart. of heart and soul. Oh, oh, sorry. You're going for the other part? I Wait, is it? I want your heart and soul. No, that's whoa, not. Whoa, whoa. What? No, that is, that is 90s good. one hit wonders. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, that's a, I don't want you. I don't want to fall in love. I want your heart and soul. That's not right. Whoa. This, is actually, whoa. this song is super memorable. <laughs> this song is <laughs> heart and soul. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I fell in love with you. Heart and that's soul. That's not it either. <laughs> like, wait. That no, this one is right. uh, give a little bit of heart oh, and soul. It. Give a little bit of love to go. Give a little bit of heart and soul. Do either of you guys like this song? I do, actually. Okay. I versus, like it clearly. Versus Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. By the Eddie Murphy. Yes. The, the My very girl wants to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. You never, that's the name of the song. It's actually oh, really? a terrible song. It's not, it's not good. And right. in fact, I but remember, it's Eddie Murphy. So I remember it, my cousin back yeah. in the day. 
when this song came out. You seem very proud. She made a par- parody of it, which we as kids thought was hilarious. And now she sings it to you, her kids. You'll never guess what it was, guys. Mm, huh. My girl wants to potty all the time, potty all the oh, time, I potty all the time. As kids, that was comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy had a singing career. He had three different musical albums, not comedy albums, like specifically serious I'm singing music albums. What's well, he do doing think, now? Do you think people anything? would uh, like think it's weird that Adam Sandler also had a singing career at one point? Yeah. Because remember, that's kind of how he started out, like when he was first doing SNL. But then he, I mean, he was comedy albums for a while. He's never done like serious albums, right? No, no. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. But Eddie Murphy was trying to be a legitimate singer. So this was number two for three weeks. And Rick James, which is Rick then James. kind of became the joke with the Dave Chappelle show, he produced and actually sang vocals on the song. Mm-hmm. Also, some fun facts about Party All the Time. Yes. It's actually an unofficial club anthem for a Scotland soccer team. Isn't that weird? Like they yeah, actually yeah, sing yeah, Party All the Time. Look, that sounds good, but why can't they just make it official? <laughs> <laughs> and also JD from Scrubs, he requested this song to be played at his funeral. There you go. Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, and T'Pau, uh, actually that name T'Pau. comes from a Vulcan elder of the same name in the sci-fi series Star Trek. What's that show? It's just, it's like Star Wars. Is that when they're like mm. a welder actually has to dance? Yes, it's at night. At That's night. what it is. Okay. It's, it's Vulcan by day yeah. who dances at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'd and watch that. So Heart and Soul reached number four in the US and the UK. And they had five studio albums. Uh, to Pow did, which is just weird. And apparently this song, Heart and Soul, is impossible to, perf- to perform live in concert. Because they don't remember what it sounds like? No, because she actually, <laughs> she she talks and sings over herself talking. Like the oh, very yeah. layered thing. Yes. Which I'm like, modern technology, can you can do that. You can just put your voice behind it and sing over it. But she says it works out well in concerts. They have like, she sings kind of both parts at different times. But it's the spirit of the song. This may be my, my my most apathetic vote. It's really interesting that she still has concerts or the I know. Yeah. Yeah. I started the park the other day. But yeah. it, the other thing about I want to say about Heart and Soul is that it actually is. It's one of those kind of a has a cool kind of a synth beat to it. Yeah. Do 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 do. Oh, you're right. Because Listen, you guys better agree on this one so yeah. I don't have to choose between these I'm two. Doing it's heart and soul. And soul. All right, next match. She Blinded Me with Science by Thomas Dolby. Science! <laughs> that's that's so much it. I, yeah, that's she, she Blinded, blinded me, me with Science. Science! Beep, bop, beep, bop, bop. That's exactly what it yeah. was. Versus Major Tom by Peter Schilling. Four, three, two, one. Earth below us. Jajun Tom. What are you singing? I don't know the words. <laughs> you know this. I thought you were, you were trying. Every single night, I go jogging, then I come home. So tell me the relationship Major to... Tom. to uh, there actually is no tie. It's unofficially related to, to, uh, to Bowie. David Bowie's Major Tom. This is ground control to Major Tom. But let's be honest, Peter Schilling was trying to cash in. Oh, totally. I'm yes. like, that's what it looks like. Yeah, but yeah. you said, no, no, no relation. It's fine. By the way, uh, Peter Schilling has 18 studio albums. What? <laughs> Peter Schilling, you get the saddest award. But hey, he's, hey, he's has a, he made a shilling? Is anyone going to beat that? But he's a synth pop. Okay, listen to his description. He's a synth pop musician whose oh, songs gosh, often feature science worse. fiction themes like Alien astronauts and catastrophes it even got worse from 18 <laughs> that's incredible here's the thing though does can, anyone have more than that joel yes can you get ah. worse than thomas dolby no because thomas dolby okay so thomas dolby actually <laughs> I want a is, t-shirt that says that <laughs> he's we'll make one <laughs> he's like public he's, he's <laughs> one of those guys that uh he was more of a producer who was experimenting with sound and kind of remixing like he actually had written a few songs for other artists he, he composed the songs for george lucas's howard the duck 
and Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Yes. But since like the She Blinded Me with Science song, which is very iconically 80s. Yeah. Oh, it's perfectly 80s. It's so bizarre. Very new wave. But he's worked with uh, Belinda Carlisle, David Bowie, David Byrne, Def Leppard, Van Halen, Howard Jones, Tim Curry, the Thompson Twins, Peter Gabriel, like tons of different artists. And now, Joel, if we're going by chart performance, he did peak at number five, whereas Peter Schilling only peaked at number 14. True. And it's weird because Peter Schilling's version of Major Tom Coming Home, which I really enjoy, it's hard it, It's hard to find the English version out there for like legitimately to purchase right. and things like that. It's always the German version. But I love that English version. I really love that song. It's actually a song I even I hadn't heard until we put it on this list. And I'm like, I mean, what? I hadn't heard it in like 20 years or so. Oh, okay. So you do and remember it. I, and then I, when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually love this song. Yeah. So which one are you voting for, Kent? Oh, I think the better 80s one hit wonder is probably She Blinded Me With Science. And so I'm going to vote for it, even though I like the other song better, because it peaked better. See, and I think She Blinded Me With Science is a very good one-hit wonder, but I can't listen to it. Like, I really, it's fun in small doses, but I'm like, is this song still going on? He's doing actual noises from it. (laughs) But I'm actually going to say Major Tom Coming Home by Peter Schilling, only because this is a song that I really enjoy listening to. It's a good song. He has 18 albums. This is his only hit. Yeah, but Jake laughed at him and got real scared. Jake made the choice. The song, uh, Major Tom Coming Home, was actually sung by Gail in the TV show Breaking Bag. Breaking Bad. <laughs> is this is a spinoff? Breaking yeah. Bag is a knockoff. It, Paper it's, it's or Breaking plastic. Bag by day and then yes. Breaking Bag at night. It's like the Bollywood version. <laughs> All right, so Jacob. Jake. You know, uh, I'm going to have to use Kent's reasoning here and say she blinded me with science as more 80s. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry. The, the other song's better. It just is. I agree. But this I, is okay so new this. wave. I'm okay with it because it is. It is 80s. All right, next match is going to be Funky Town by Libs Inc. Won't you take me to Funky Town? Won't you take me to Funky Town? Versus Funky Town by Pseudo Echo. Won't you take me to Funky Town? Won't you take me to Funky Town? I am so confused right now. <laughs> so this this song charted twice. The one song charted twice in the 80s. And so I wanted to, I wanted to have this matchup because so, there's two really good versions of this song. So I want to talk about the Lips Inc. version. Okay. So it reached number one. And it was in tw- number one in 28 countries. I just like how you guys have to choose between these two. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. This is a disco version. Versus a kind of rock version. Yeah, they, they use they use a lot more synthesizers in Lips Incorporated's yes. version. In Pseudo Echo, it is kind of it starts out with this huge guitar riff. This kind of bam, bam, bam. Wasn't the Lips Inc. one? Wasn't that used in Dumb and Dumber? Maybe. Or at least I, like, I know it's used in Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. There's a Malcolm in the Middle episode of Roller Skates that uses Funky Town. But because it was the number one in 28 countries, that featuring was featuring Brian Kent Cranston from Breaking Bag. Yeah, we, Breaking <laughs> Bag. <laughs> uh, and it spent four weeks at number one in the U.S. And that is one of the better performing songs on this list. Now, and then Pseudo Echo, they, it's an Australian band, and they reached number seven weeks at number one in Australia. In Australia, though. In Australia, but Come they on. only peaked number eight here. And it was their obviously their only hit. But it was featured in the 1980s seven sequel comedy film revenge of the turds <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> all done we're revenge keeping that revenge. for sure revenge of the nerds 
<laughs> now I know how you feel about that movie. <laughs> Revenge of the Turds in the Wind. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds 2, colon, Nerds in Paradise. Yes. Wow, I don't know why. What I was that again, that. Joel? Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. Thank you. That was. Thank you for saying it that way. Evans. Wow. Um, this is actually difficult to me because I respect the original Funky Town Lips Incorporated. Yes. But I love Pseudo Echo's version, so I got to go with Pseudo Echo. No way. One actually has the good beat and it makes you feel good and it sounds like disco-y, which honestly isn't even a slam against the song. And the re- it was such a bigger hit. Number Number one in you Australia for seven weeks. You can't to Funky Town by Lips Incorporated. Why would you want to headbang to Funky Town? Because you're in your town. It's like... Yes, that's in the song. It's in both songs. <laughs> you guys are talking this about the same song. Once, <laughs> once way like more jazzy. It is just, it's fun. And yes, it sounds like a disco song, but it number one, it, it hit a record in four weeks. I number think, one as I well. think Pseudo Echo covered it and they covered it Joel, well. Australia or US? Which was better? What's a better country? Uh, US, obviously. Okay. Now, hmm. which is better, Kent? These songs that we're talking about or that unrelated argument you were just making? Well, one spent four <laughs> weeks in number one in the US. One spent seven weeks in Australia. <laughs> They, a they, country of like they 17 at million six. at the time. They were six, number six in uh, US. Whoop de doo. Jake? Kent. Yeah. You always go with Kent. <laughs> See, it's the US. I mean, that's that's the <laughs> the uh, argument I had to make. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to remember the difference between the versions from listening, and I think I do like that one better. Would you take me to? Dun, dun, dun. Fuck it, dude. And then also, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you take me to? Dun, dun, dun. Fuck it, town. <laughs> it's exact. It's totally different. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Great Uh, argument. All right, guys. Next up is a couple of bands. Uh, The first one, I think you pronounce Bacon Seslavi, something like that. No, that's not at all what it is. (laughs) Seslavi, that's it. Seslavi. Oh, maybe it's just Seslavi. Seslavi. By who? Uh, Robbie Neville. Say lovey. Say lovey. That's just the way it goes. That's life. I feel like you just made that up. That's the I song. Know, but yeah. Versus Der Commissar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Oh, you got to say it was by. Uh, by After the Fire. Don't turn around. Uh oh. Der Commissar. Don't turn around. Uh oh. That's not close. You know, I'm never going to get the words right. Originally sang by Falco. Yeah. In German, which is funny because th- that one was, wasn't it? Don't turn around by Falco. And it was in German. And this yeah. one is Der Commissar. Yeah. And it's in English. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of bizarre. So, uh, Say La Vie by Robert Neville. First of all, Robert Neville has six studio albums, and he spent a while at the top of the charts with this one. And number, they peaked at number two. Yes, two weeks in a row. But two. he's also written songs for the Pointer Sisters, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Jessica Simpson, Destiny's Child, and he's worked on a number of Disney projects, including The Cheetah Girls, High School Musical, and Hannah Montana. That is a uh, shame eclectic. on him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Der Commissar, he peaked at number five. No, it's After the Fire. Yes, I oh. mean, that's what I meant. Yes, yeah. after, after the, the fire, fire, De Kermerser, De Kermerser, De Kermer, and after the fire has nine studio albums. Wow, so it's just kind of weird to me. De, uh, de Commissar still actually half means, as many as eighteen, though. De Commissar is the commissioner or police chief. Now, do we take credit away for being a cover that's like so soon after the original? Do you take points away? You didn't for Funky Town. Uh, Funky Town Lips Incorporated was the first one. I know, but I'm saying this is the cover. I'm saying that's why Lips Incorporated won because it was the original. So you're saying After the Fire should win? So I'm saying After the Fire should maybe not win because it's just a cover of a song that just came out. Except for they took a song and they covered it and made it 
their own because people don't think of the Falco version. People think of the after the fire version. It's true. Although it's funny because they the don't band, think of it at all, Joel. Let's be honest. <laughs> the band was already breaking up when the single started to rise in fame of Der Commissar. Wow. They, they were already kind of like shaky. But I, I've got to give it to Der Commissar. I like Say Love I actually really enjoy that song. It's a very positive song. It's it's a fun music video, too. But yeah, Say Love to Say Love you, you got I got to say Der Commissar. It's Der Commissar. Yeah? Yeah, it is. It's a fun song. Next up, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Feed the world. Let them know it's Christmas time and feed the world. You got to sing that like 20 times. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Hey, this is this is Bono. I hope you have a merry, very Merry Christmas. Well, tonight. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's a sting. I hope you're not starving or suffering from famine or AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. We haven't got to the second song yet, Jay. <laughs> We Are the World by USA for Africa. We are the world. We are the children. Now do the Bruce Springsteen. We are the world. And I'll, I'll be Stephen, Stevie Wonder. There are people dying. <laughs> you care enough for the living. And then I'll be Michael I Jackson. I can actually see. Uh, what? Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah, not you're, blind. Your conspiracy. Yes. That's right. And then... Uh, <laughs> I, I kid that. you not. I kid you not. The other day, like just I was showing this music video to my kids. Yeah. And I said, that's Stevie Wonder. And my son goes, is that the one who's pretending to be blind? And I'm like, no, <laughs> Kent has brainwashed you. So uh, both of these are one off singles that were created by super groups, meaning that do they know it's Christmas came first in 85 in uh, January of 85? Yes. So uh, Bob Geldof and Midge Yuri of uh, were their musicians who saw this Ethiopia, the famine in Ethiopia crisis that people were having. And they said, we should raise money for this. So then they decided to throw a song together. And it was really just kind of thrown together in a matter of weeks. They gathered all these Written artists in, in one day and they got them to sing the song and it made a ton of money. It made, they, they, they hoped to raise about 70,000 pounds. They actually raised about 8 million pounds. Yeah. It wow. sold two and a half million copies here. Never cracked the top 10. But in the UK, it was the biggest selling single of all time until Candle in the Wind. You say never cracked top 10. It was it was 13. It almost cracked the yeah, top but 10. Literally never cracked the top 10. It's true. But it had people like Banana, Banana Rama, Culture Club, David Bowie, Duran Duran, Eurythmics. Boy George, George Michael, Bono, Phil Collins, Sting. Paul McCartney. He, Paul McCartney was on the B side. Was he? He, Not didn't, the he, original? Didn't sing, he didn't sing on the song. He was on the B side. He gave a message because he, could, he couldn't make the recording. Oh. But this is one of those kind of that came together. It was really kind of so unique and amazing that... Over in America, they said, hey, we should copy that. Yes, they did. So they did America. So Michael, yeah. <laughs> so Michael Jackson and Here's Lionel, the argument, Jake. <laughs> Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie uh, produced this song with Quincy Jones, and they decided they were going to do very similar to the same thing. And so they got a ton of artists, including Ray Charles, Billy Joel, Diana Ross, Cindy Lauper, Bruce Springsteen, Smokey Robinson, Dan Aykroyd, Kenny Rogers, Tina Turner, Huey Lewis, Bob Dylan, Kim Carnes, Hollow Notes, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd's there. From the Ghostbusters. Sure. It's just all of a sudden no, he's no. there. It wasn't complete until Dan Aykroyd, though. <laughs> he's, he's Blues Brothers. I get it. But. Also, this one's interesting. So both Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie get credit on this song. But LaToya said that Michael Jackson wrote 99% of this song. Look, I have one rule. It's always trust LaToya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But this one was went uh, certified multi-platinum, and it raised over $63 million. So Whoa. this made... This made a, a, a bunch more money than We Are the World. Because We Are the World America. made about... 
Yeah. So they, like I said, let me, right? let me just put this back there. So do they know it's Christmas raised 8 million pounds, which is around 32 million in today's US dollars. Do it second, do it and, better. And, <laughs> but but we are the world. That's true. Uh, it was about 141 really million is. in today's dollars. And also, it's not like there was like a competition here, but because Bob Geldof, who actually did Live Aid, uh, mm-hmm. he's also, he's featured in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. While he wrote and produced, do they know it's Christmas? He actually performed in We Are the World, so it's not like yeah. they were enemies. Yeah. Or no, anything. no, th- th- it was all going towards a good cause. Yes, but I will say that uh, people have not been very kind about the production or the performance of Do They Know It's Christmas. No, they feel it's kind of uh, well because it's so overplayed still every year. Well, and also it's it, well, it's overplayed. It's not a great song. It's it's good. It's like fun, but like critics really don't like that song. They think it's kind of kitschy and and wrong, repetitive. Also, uh, people in Africa don't really like it as much. Do they know it's Christmas? Because they throw out lines like, "There's no snow in Africa this Christmas," and they're like, "Yeah, we get snow sometimes." Yeah, and then it just seemed very kind of Eurocentric. No, it's like, fine. We're celebrities. We know. Yeah. So yeah, that, that one got a lot more hate. Do they know it's Christmas? What are your votes, gentlemen? We are the world. We are the world. <laughs> Go America. America. <laughs> and Ethiopia. Now and, Joel loves America. And Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> All right, next up is Axel F by Harold Falterheimer. Playing your nose? <laughs> wait, wait, do it. No, do, do it without me singing. Solo. He oh, ever no solo. solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally that, plugging that his nose. Literally his nose. Oh my god! I can't do it because I feel like snot's gonna come out. I can't do it. It already did. It's fine. <laughs> oh, versus. I just want to see. Can't do this some more. Versus Hooked on Classic by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> was that, was that the my finger went in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flight of the bumblebee. So, okay. I, I, tense. Musical. So these are, bo- these are both instrumental hits. Uh, Harold Faltermeyer has some great 80s stuff. And it's instrumental with synthesizer. Like if you think of Beverly Hills Cop, which is why this is called Axel F because of Axel, Axel Foley, Foley oh. the character in Beverly Hills Cop. But he's also done a bunch of other songs. Oh yeah, too. I remember that in the movie now. Yeah. yeah, and then he did like he did Top Gun, he did Fletch. Uh, he has over twenty studio albums. Heard Harold Fulton. Wow, a lot of it. And that's the thing is he does. Have but this sounds like soundtrack, so yeah, that's a little different than yeah. our other loser friend. So Axel, Axel F actually hit number one in so many countries, but only number sixty one here. No, which, number, which three. number three. Number so three? Oh, I didn't get here. that at all. Oh. Number three on number the three. on the Hot 100? I guess I can Good look it up Good job, again. Harold Faltmeyer. But then you get the Royal Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, which is a full orchestra doing Hooked on Classics, which is a series of uh, classical music it's, to a disco it's beat. It's disco Beethoven, essentially. It's, but the thing is, it's like the beat is in the background, but the music is solid. Yeah, you have like a, a guitar, rhythm and blues guitar in the background, and the orchestra is going at the same time. This peaked at number 10 mm-hmm. in the U.S. And they actually have a couple different Hooked on Classics uh, songs. We're specifically referring to Hooked on Classics parts one and two, just so you know. Okay. If you go and look this up. It's on, it's on our Spotify playlist. All right, what are your votes? So I, w- I want to jump into this real quick that I feel like Axel F has kind of lessened because of the stupid Crazy Frog remake the cover version they did in the 90s where it was like this i don't know if you guys remember that it was Crazy pretty big frog. in europe but Mm-mm. uh were you no in, I, I was in europe? in europe at that time but like they it, it made its way over here it was like a ringtone people had but hooked on classics i love that song like i fought to put that one on here I actually yeah because that music video my dad my dad used to record music videos on a vhs 
and then we get to watch them. And like he had this whole collection of music videos. And this was one of those on there where it's like all this stock footage of random people doing random things, but it's this beautiful symphonic music playing to it, to a beat. And we used to love watching it and we'd actually pick parts in the video. Like, that's you, that's me and make fun of each that's other. That's kind of cute. So this is not so easy. So you're picking that. So you're definitely picking that. I don't know if I am though, because Axel F, man, that is 80s. That is 80s so wonder 80s. to a T. But Harold Faltermeyer, he has a career. How one hit wonder can he be? That's still one hit wonder. It's not like he's charted with anything else. He's been on a lot of soundtracks. So you're picking Axel F. I am going to pick Axel F because it is very 1980s and it's something you remember other than something that was on a sampler CD that's cool. The orchestra is really cool. It's a fun sound. It's an introduction to symphony. I got it. But I it's Axel Elf. Axel F, not Elf. <laughs> Axel Elf. Yes. You just found a Christmas remake. <laughs> ho, 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 uh, I'm gonna That's get, and I'm gonna hope for, I'm gonna hope over hooked on classics only because I feel like it was one of those random mishmashes of classical music and disco music that actually charted. And I mean, not that the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra is ever gonna chart again on the top Billboard Hot 100. Sure. So I gotta go with that one. Jake, so what do you think, down to Jacob? I tell Ken I need to hear it one more time. <laughs> That's with his mouth. I yeah. was cheating. It's that not, sounds way better with it, my mouth. No, it's not as convincing. Yeah, that's better. That's better. I want to record that so bad. <laughs> I'm going to make a CD for everyone, for the patrons. <laughs> Patron CD. And then everyone CD. will drop off the patron. Like, <laughs> Songs in the key of nostril. <laughs> and, uh, you're, you're in the key of Kent's nostril. <laughs> oh, God. It's terrible. Oh, gosh. The mic. But Jake, I did that. I did that. I think I earned the win on oh, that Oh, man. One. That's pretty convincing, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I might go with uh, Beverly Hills Cop for that. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. I appreciate that. I'd probably rather listen to Hooked on Classics, though. I really would. Go give it a listen, seriously, because it is a fun song to listen to. All right, next match is Oh Yeah by Yellow. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Versus... Eight six seven five three zero nine by eight, Tommy Tatoon. Eight six seven five three zero nine eight. Now seriously, there's one number I remember better than eight six seven five three zero nine, and it's it's so easy to rent to own. Call five three two two zero two. I love. I don't know if you ever saw that. You probably didn't see those commercials, no. Jacob. But it's one of those. Remember the days when you could memorize phone numbers? Yeah. Now yeah, it's like, good. I can't even remember like my brothers. It's like, uh, call Mike. What's your phone number? Do you even know your oh, phone yeah, number? I know mine. Okay. You, good. you don't have to give that like all the time. Yeah, to people? I know. I'm joking. <laughs> it's being facetious. You wanted me to send my number on the air. <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah. By yellow. Yellow has 13 studio albums, guys. And do they all sound like this? Like, oh, it's all kind of that. It's yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're Swiss band. It's really uh, creepy. Electronic music. And one of the, and obviously featured in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's where it, be, it kind of became a hit. It was also in the secret of my success. But here's the thing I liked about it is that the, when they were creating this, the guy had this music and he wanted people to sing along with it. And the guy kept trying to put up lyrics to, he's like, no, 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 no. I just have this idea of this guy, a fat little monster sits there very relaxed and says, oh yeah, oh yeah. So I told him, why don't you try and sing it on and sing it like that? And then he didn't like it. And then he tried it. Dieter didn't like it. Dieter didn't like it. And he said, no, no, I want to do, are you crazy? And then he says, okay, I'll try it. And then they said, yeah. And they said, what about some lyrics? Like the moon, the moon, beautiful. And they said, no, cut it down. Just, oh yeah. But he does, no, he does say the moon, beautiful. Does he? Yeah. He's like, beautiful. 
I can't even tell because it's always like, but it kind of creeped me out a little bit because it's just, I imagine this dude just sitting there, this creepy dude now. Oh, yeah. And then it's against Tommy Two-Tone and the most famous phone number Jenny, Jenny, in the world. who can I turn to? Five studio albums from Tommy Two-Tone. You know, it does make me worry about the 80s one-hit wonders, though, when one of the best songs is someone singing a phone number. Yeah. I mean, that's not... Not just a phone number, a phone number written on a bathroom wall. Yeah. There is an entire Wikipedia page dedicated to people that got annoyed because they kept getting their numbers called. Yes. And a, a woman... Oh, really? In 1982, a woman... Uh, the radio station got the phone number from a woman. They acquired it. Where they received 22,000 calls in four days. And even just recently... That's clever. In 2013, the number was still ringing up 50 misdialed calls for a Florida realtor who had the number. Yeah. So <laughs> you get this number in any state, five eight six seven five three zero nine. You're gonna get calls. But so, but there's actually like a legend behind this song. Because Should we call it right now? Oh, that'd be fun. We, we could, but then we have to add the area code as well. Yeah. But the lead guitarist in 1982, because everyone's like, who's Jenny? And the guitarist said, Jenny's a regular girl. Uh, friends of mine wrote her name and number on a men's room wall at a bar. Uh, we called her, and then we dated for a while. I haven't talked to her since, but the song became a hit. But she thinks I'm a real jerk for writing it. But, but guess then, what? But then in 2004. They they said basically yeah we made it all up there was there was no Jenny <laughs> I was, was sitting no in my number. backyard and I made up this song yeah <laughs> so there was no Jenny at all in 2004 and so he's like yeah we we dated for a while but you know like she got mad when the song became a hit and people tried to call her but then in 2008 Tommy Two Tone uh, the lead singer Tommy Heath said that it actually was real and it was the number of a girl he knew no so I don't know no, what is real fake. anymore it's straight up fake. I don't know what is real anymore. Yeah, if they ever said it was fake, that's probably what it is. So there we go. Oh, yeah, versus 8675. This is a good matchup. uh, Yellow actually is worth $175 million today. What? Yes. Because this song is in everything. Oh, no, seriously. Every time they want to portray desire in a commercial, they'll have this song play. (laughs) Which is gross. It's a creepy little alien frog. Oh, yeah. And this is literally my text tone is... So That's Jenny true. actually peaked higher, though. Uh, it was the number four here in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was only 51. 51. So it didn't even crack top 50. I actually like one of these songs, and I actually hate one of these songs. And I hate Oh, Yeah. I really you like hate Jenny. hate Oh, Yeah? I hate Oh, Yeah. I thought you for sure you were going to say I hate Jenny. No, I actually really like Jenny the song. Oh. I mean, it's Not so Jenny the person. <laughs> <laughs> the person's okay. Actually, we have a history. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crazy eyes. You made it all up. I got her number <laughs> yeah, I, I've never known a Jenny, honestly. I've got to give this one to Oh Yeah, though, because that to me is 80s. That's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That is like... But even with the riff, like... Dun, 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 dun. Jenny, to it's, me, kind of seems annoying and kind of jerky, honestly. It's like, we're going to broadcast your number for everyone. But it's not real. It's not a real but number. is it? It's not. <laughs> and think of all the people that have suffered because of Jenny. I'm choosing Oh Yeah. No, some actually companies oh. change their number to that in the phone book remember when we had phone books just so people would call them all the time oh yeah jake joel i'm sorry but i can't side with the creepy frog saying oh yeah oh no i would side with ferris bueller though picture that this is the end of ferris bueller principal rooney's on the bus would you like a gummy bear eight six seven five three oh nine jenny jenny who can i turn to i actually remembered the lyrics the truth is i hate them both you're terrible. But who are you picking? 
Tommy Two Tone. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's so gosh, it's just so annoying. But but it does have a good sound. Yeah. But yeah, it has a good sound. And I mean, just it, beautiful. No, the <laughs> more beautiful. Not like Joel's. <laughs> yeah, that 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 just that. Yeah, just that. Like that, that's what <laughs> works. You got to pick. And then the the phone number though bothers me a lot. It bothers me so much. But it's a phone number that people memorized in a song. Eight six seven oh, five. You know, yeah. I think I have to give it to to Jenny because it's a song. Oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. We don't need music in the background. <laughs> so we had you doing that for four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next matchup: The Promise by When in Rome. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way I planned them to be. Versus Tenderness by General Public. Tenderness. Tenderness. Where is it? My love's like a button. I can't stop pushing it. So when in Rome, they have two studio albums. General Public has three studio albums. When in Rome, it says 2000, well, 1987 to 1990, and then 2006 to present for activity. Okay. Whereas General Public, they went 1984 to 1997, then 1994 to 1995. So they're no longer around. So they weren't around to get their their. Uh, royalties from the Target when they played their commercial. No, the yeah, ending of Clueless. Yeah. It's like when uh, Paul Rudd and, and Alicia Silverstone are, you know, finally getting together. Spoiler yeah. alert for Clueless. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jeez, you ruined everything. Uh, yeah. That this song is playing near the end, and I lo- I love that moment. But then also you have the end of Napoleon Dynamite. So Joel, you love both movies. The tetherball game ends with or Napoleon Promise. Dynamite. This is difficult for me, Kent. This is a hard pick. The Promise peaked at number eleven, whereas Tenderness peaked at number twenty-seven. All right, it's, guys. For me, it's Win and Rum. So, Joel, pick. I've got to go with tenderness then, because when I think of which one... I'm sorry, but I'm not thinking of the right words to say. Dun, dun, dun. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Thank you, Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, it's all up to you. See, we're disagreeing a lot now. Yeah, you are. Yes. So, Kent, you said the promise? Yes. You said the promise. I'm saying tenderness. Joel, sing tenders for me one more time. Where is it, tenderness? Where is it? And Kent? That is not how it goes. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. I do. I promise you. Just that. I promise you. Look at the heart in that man's eyes. What? It makes sense. They're both good. I'd be happy either way, Jacob. So would I. Uh, yeah, I like the promise song better. It okay. did peak higher, eleven, so that makes sense. So the promise moves on. All right, next up is Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. Oi! I want to rock down to Electric Avenue, and then we take it higher. Versus Break My Stride by Matthew Wilder. Ain't no gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna slow me down. Oh, no. Did you say hold me down? Okay. Here's the thing, Joel. Joel, just take it easy. I was driving last night, and I have listened to this song on repeat, and I started laughing 
<laughs> to myself because I started singing and all of a sudden my eight-year-old self came back to life and I started singing, ain't nobody going to break my spine. Ain't nobody going to hold me down. Oh no. Like it became a Mortal Kombat song. And I was like, what have I been singing this entire time? I think you, I think you know now. Yeah. And uh, Electric Avenue, it really, the song is okay, but it's really about the electronic synthesized motorcycle noise they have in there. Yeah. It's like, and it's been sampled a ton. Yes, it has. Eddie Graham, by the way, has 16 studio albums, and Matthew Wilder only had three. So Matthew Wilder, though, he's actually pretty had a pretty successful career after uh, this song. He's written music for, he's produced and recorded and recorded music with No Doubt, uh, Tragic Kingdom. He worked on that. Uh, Christina Aguilera, Carrie Clarkson, Miley Cyrus. Also, he worked on Mulan. He was the voice of Ling in Mulan. Is that the true? Voice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, Last night I had the strangest dream. I mean, that I synthesizer to intro China. is so good. And so I'm going with Matthew Wilder. But Eddie Grant, easily. Kent, he suffered a heart attack and a collapsed <laughs> lung in 1971. This song came out in 83. The guy's a survivor. I'm playing my violin for Eddie Grant. Ain't nobody going to break your spine. Agree? I'm going with Break My Stride. I love that song. Yeah. Next up, Your Love by The Outfield. I don't want to lose your love tonight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I felt like it was missing something. Yeah, the- yeah, I, I can't it. hit those notes. You did, though. Eventually. Versus Friends and Lovers by Gloria Loring and Carl Anderson. And I'll be <laughs> your friend. friend. And I'll be... Your lover. Please don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> but so uh, Gloria Loring and Carl Anderson—they uh, were actually. She was actually a soap star. She's she was a soap star. Of our lives. He was a singer, and uh, he she actually had twelve studio albums. He only had nine. So your love by the uh, by the outfield peaked at number six. And Friends and Lovers spent two weeks at number two and was in the top 40 for 14 weeks. Because it's just one of those love ballads. Guys, I'm pretty excited really to say this is one of these is actually a song that I choose to listen to that's in my regular rotation. Friends and Lovers. Here's the thing. Hey, should we sing it to him again? I'm going to bring this up right now. Okay. Kent fought for some songs to be on this chart. I didn't fight, Joel. He fought tooth and nail for some of these oh songs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And almost, I just said maybe that should go on the list. Almost Because we, we marked down the ones we thought should be on the list. Right. And Kent has a number of songs on here from soap opera stars. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> really? I'm saying at least four that I know of. Of his picks. How do you know they're soap opera stars, Joel? Because I did the research. Of course you I did. I didn't know until then. So watch for that, folks, as we progress. Is there a, is there a big sort of pattern here with I think artists in the 80s and soap it's operas? It's just days and I, passions. No, seriously. I'm like, hey, this <laughs> song's really it. fun. This is 80s. And Kent's like, I like it's this. It's just your passions through the day. Like sands through the hourglass. So, so are the days, days of our lives. lives. Uh, Outfield had 10 studio albums, by the way, which is surprising because this really is their only oh, song wow. that I know. I'm imagining Jake listens to your love and not friends and lovers, which is why I want to choose friends and lovers, because it's such an 80s ballad, even though they weren't really a band. Like they couldn't really go anywhere from here. Well, see, and I'm going for the Outfield, Your Love, because that is a song I never skip. Like, there's there's songs on my uh, phone that I'll, I'll jump over if it starts playing, or on the car I'll skip over, but Your Love, I will always listen to. And in fact, today, as I was doing the dishes, uh, it came on the, the Amazon Echo, and my son started singing it, and I shed a tear. 
Did you? You really cried. Well, Did you change the words and sing it back to her? <laughs> her? <laughs> my son. My son. My son. My son. Oh, yeah. Did I say her? Oh, I'm yeah. happy with whatever you choose. Well, here's the thing also I want to bring this up is that I feel like Friends and Lovers was a good adult contemporary whatever song. Yeah. From soap operas. But we don't loves. really have any of those chosen so far. Which is fine because when you get your love on there. Oh, come on. That's a great song. It is a really good song. You know, one of the things the 80s does really well is finds these sort of like silly chords and goofy lyrics. And it's just it's just silly and fun. Right. Yeah. But for me, I usually connect the most with music that has sort of an emotional resonance. And your love really has that. Like, yes. I, yeah, I feel like there, there's you always feel something with that song. It's like, oh, he's actually singing about something here. Yeah. Like there's actual great choice. Yeah. Feelings involved. So. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. friends and lovers. All right, next match. I want to be a cowboy by Boys Don't Cry. I want to be a cowboy, and you can be my cowgirl. I want to be a cowboy. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Rockabye. <laughs> Rockabye. No, it's in the 90s, the 80s. <laughs> okay, sorry. Versus 99 Luff Balloons by Nina. Hush to if I'm done that sign. To commissar. Why did you choose to go there? 99 love balloons. No, because the German version is so much better than the English I version. I said love balloons. I didn't say red balloons. By the way, do you know what love balloons means in English? Air balloons. Very good. Yes. Not, not <laughs> air aliens. Research. It doesn't mean... Not they, ground they don't, aliens. They don't got red in it at all until it came to the English version. So I want to be a cowboy peaked at number 12, but I don't care because I want to talk about Nina and 99 love balloons. I think you should because I think we're both going to agree that's going to advance because we're... Okay, let's I, save I, our I, facts then. Well, because I want to be a cowboy is one of those songs that I feel like it's so weird that yes. it's fun to listen to. And in fact, they ended up uh, suing uh, Paula Cole for where have all the cowboys gone? Yeah, makes sense. She kind of stole some elements of this song. So really, okay. So let's save the story of 99 left balloons till next time. High yeah. five. High five. All right, gentlemen, congratulations. You have reached the end halfway oh, oh come on <laughs> no we're you're so sorry speed it up speed it up okay we're gonna go faster yes, give me less fast. facts less facts and care less yes well yes. care less care less out loud bacon sell <laughs> care less out loud bacon sell <laughs> all right part two put that on a billboard first up is come on eileen by dexy midnight runners to come on we're gonna sing this song forever so good Versus, actually, a song from my childhood, What I Am by Edie Burkell and the New Bohemians. What I am is what I am is what you are. Oh, uh, what you are. Yeah. This is actually a fantastic album. but Which is funny because Kent uh, didn't really know this one until I had to play it for him. And then I listened to it and I remembered it a little this bit. This song's okay. Me yeah. into yeah. shallow water. And it's fine. It, it peaked at number seven. Before, it actually was featured in Miami Vice, Beavis and Butthead, Doogie Howser, MD. Like these are all, it was all featured <laughs> in all those. Yeah. Eddie Burkell's the one who did the album with Steve Martin, the, yeah. the banjo album. Yeah, that's like a straightforward bluegrass album. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, also, funny story. And that one's one of us. So, this song got her famous enough to get on Saturday Night Live. And then she got on Saturday Night Live and performed. And while she was performing, she made eye contact with Paul Simon and lost her train of thought because it was love at first sight. And they've been married ever since. Yeah. No yeah. way. True story. Yeah. yeah. Aw. It's kind of cute. Sympathy isn't it? vote. 
Yeah, she didn't have any good music after that either. Thanks a lot, Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Dexie's Midnight Runners, which, Dexy by the Midnight way, Dexie is like Dexatrin. Midnight Runners is a uh, abuser of drugs. And so this is Meth Heads, essentially. That's what? what their band name means. I had no idea. Yes. I didn't get that fact. Hmm. This was the best British single in 1983, hit number one in the U.S. One I Am only reached number seven. They both, by the way, both uh, Dexie Miser and Midnight Runners and Edie Burkell and the New Bohemians have five studio albums. Yes. This song actually prevented Michael Jackson from having back-to-back hits with Billie Jean the week before and then beat it the week after. So this one popped right in there in yes. between them. And this is going to come on, Eileen. Yes. It's easily. Got to. I watched that music video so many times on my dad's VHS. So and good. It's so random. They're running around in overalls and no shirts. Yeah, and they did that for an entire album and then they changed outfits for like the next album. They had like three major albums, right? Five. They had five. I think so. That's what it said Wow. Here. So, yeah. Dad, come on, Eileen. As much as I enjoy what I am and as much as I have those positive memories, it's got to be one. Come on, Eileen. If it, was, if it was weaker competition, I would consider using our crispy bacon golden buzzer. Oh, but ooh, uh, Jake. I do have a lot of nostalgia for this song. This is one of the first like albums that I listened to. My sister shared with me. She was a lot older and, and uh, love that album. Go listen to the album, but the song is not as good as Come On, Eileen. No. All right, next match is Voices Carry by Tell Tuesday. Hush, hush, keep it down now. This is scary. (laughs) Now who's thinking the wrong words? I used to always think it said, this is scary. This is scary. uh, Until like, I think, you know, last week. But um, no, so that's a fun one. And it's going up against? Uh, Toy Soldiers by... Marketia. Mar- <laughs> Martika. Martika. That's it. Martika. Step by step, heart to heart, left, right, left, we, we all fall down like toy soldiers. This is not an easy one. This is actually a very tough one for me. Here's what I didn't know. Amy Mann was the lead singer of Till Tuesday. Yeah, and Amy Mann has gone on a like very Amy successful a career, ton. a yeah. solo career. Uh, Till Tuesday had three studio albums, and this is actually a very uh, weird fact, but Till Tuesday, the, excuse me, Voices, Voices Carry Carried music video was in heavy rotation. It's a very interesting, it's like it tells a story in the music video. And then when Amy Mann came out with her recent song, Labrador, in 2012, they did this kind of parody shot for shot remake of oh, Voices Carry, but with this new song. It's so that, that hit number eight. On the that hit number eight. Yes. Toy Soldiers, number one. For two weeks. Uh, she had two studio albums, Martika and Martika's Kitchen. Huh? I don't know. Huh? It's a terrible uh, also, name for album. Joel, I don't know if you saw this, but Martika, her castmates from Kids Incorporated, joined for the chorus. If you don't remember, if you don't remember Kids Incorporated, yeah. it was a kind of like a knockoff Mickey Mouse Club. And who was in it? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, she <laughs> sings backup vocals on and this. For that reason, that song goes forward. Toy so- Soldiers for the win. Oh, see, that's tough for me because I love Toy Soldiers. Oh, also, guess who else was in uh, to- uh, Kids Incorporated? Ryan Gosling, a little baby Stacy Ferguson, otherwise known as Fergie. Oh, Fergie. It was in Kids Incorporated with Jennifer Love. <laughs> you have to make that face. Oh. Oh. oh, gosh. How dare she? This is not easy for me because I think Voices Carry is a great song. And I think Toy Soldier is a great song. I'm going to have to go to Voices Carry just to be the opposing vote. Yeah. Jake. Uh, Voices Carry. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That song hit number one for two weeks. It did. Joel. Oh. You don't, you don't have to use a super golden crispy bacon buzzer to change your vote. <laughs> it's true. I don't. But at the same time, I think these are both equal in my mind. I like them both so much. What an upset. Yeah. What an upset. I guess Carrie's going to take it. All right. The next match is In a Big Country by 
big country. In a big country, dreams never with die. You. Like a lover's voice. <laughs> what do you say? Never die. Versus never ending story and name called Limol. Limol. Limol, probably. Limol. Turn around. Tell me what you see. Obviously, the theme from Never Ending Story, uh, which Limol, by the way, is the. Uh, he went solo. Lemuel. That's after what Kaja Gugu. He was the lead singer of Kaja Gugu, which yeah. is also on this bracket. How funny. So he's made two appearances. Actually, Limol is a featured artist, is, has a ton of hits. Yeah. But this is Limol's only major hit by himself or herself. He had three studio he is. albums, though. Yes. And these both peaked at number 17 on the Hot Bill Hot 100. Yeah, both of these songs, number 17. Yeah. Uh, number, never Ending Story is number one in Norway and Sweden, two in Austria, Germany, and Italy, number four in the UK. Yeah. And then Big Country, actually, uh, they, uh, they, they play their instruments in a way that makes it sound like fiddles and bagpipes. Like they're playing guitars, but they make it sound really cool. Right. And all four members participated in Band Aids. Do they know it's Christmas? Because they were pretty yeah. big at the time. But a lot of bands just did. And, and I love, I, I actually sing both of these songs probably out loud in my car, but Big Country, I get into. Really? That part when he starts yelling at the end, I love that. Yeah, but if you're like, oh, Every Big Country. Every single heart you have shattered. What about you, Jake? Which, yeah. which song would you yeah. actually know? Yeah. Um, Never Any Story, just because of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which definitely helps and makes it more memorable <laughs> and the better one hit wonder. It's Never Any Story. I got to say, in a big country, because I love that song so much. In a big country, country, dreams stay with you. I already sang it. Yeah. Come on, Jacob. I've already voted, I guess. Never ending story for uh, the win. I'm okay with that. All right, next match is a little song maybe you guys have heard of. It's called Lady in Red by Chris Baru. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> Chris, Chris DeBurr. DeBurr. DeBurr, yeah. Lady in red. <laughs> wait, 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 is that, was that Gavin? Who's <laughs> dancing with me? Who is that? Cheek to cheek. Who is that? It's Chris DeBurr. That's not how he sings. Chris DeBurgundy. You're singing, you're singing, everything's gonna be That's <laughs> true. No party here. Okay. Versus? Just? It's Rainy Men by the Weather Girls. It's Rainy Men! Hallelujah! It's Rainy Way to Amen. go. Your heart was in that. It really was. Uh, Their heart's in it in the song, too, which somehow makes it worse. <laughs> By the way, Christa Berg has 21 studio albums. 21 peaks. 21? 21. Wow. And uh, Weather Girls have oh, 10 wow. studio albums. I mean, he did sing Lady in Red, but 21? So Lady in Red, number three. It's Raining Men was number 46 is what I have here. Yes, that's true. But It's Raining Men sold 6 million copies. Yeah, and also, written by Paul Schaefer, like David Letterman's right-hand man. Yeah, and the fun fact, uh, this was the song was offered to Diana Ross, Donna Summer, Cher, and Barbara Streisand. They all turned it down, and so it went to... I wonder to why. The weather. No, it's, it's actually a really fun song. It's a lot of fun. It is the most shameless song I have heard on this whole playlist. Actually, no, <laughs> Lady was, in Red is actually hated probably more than most songs on this list. I, I actually have a quote here uh, from Neil Norman of the Independent said, only James Blunt has managed to come up with a song more irritating than Christa Berg's Lady in Red. Yes. You're beautiful. The song was voted a fourth most hated UK number one single. There is no way on earth that song is more annoying than well, it's, it's I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why it's like not. The, the because opening, Junior High Dances, it inspired me to ask girls to dance. Exactly, True. exactly. True. No, and that, that and, opening. And it's Raining Men also inspired like, Ken oh, High School. Oh, I'm about to give you the weather. <laughs> 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 it's Raining Men. 
man. Here's the thing I also love is Jerry Howell, Ginger Spice, covered It's Raining Men for Bridget Jones' Diary. And she did a fantastic can job. We, can we play the opening to It's Raining Men? You want to hear it? Like, yeah. Or the, like the, where they're like, where hi, the, we're the weather girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got news do, for do, you. Do. Oh, uh, also, it's Jacob, a really fun I don't song. know if this is going to sway your vote or not, but in the movie Vampires Suck from 2010, <laughs> the wolf pack dances to the song just before dismembering a vampire. It's raining, men. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's pretty appropriate, actually. Yeah. Oh, also, fun story. So uh, I want to bring this up. Uh, the Weather Girls consists of Martha Wash and, oh, I forgot the other one's name, but Martha Wash is actually the one who sang the background vocals for CNC Music Factory's Everybody Dance Now. Oh, nice. But they didn't use her in the music video <gasps> or in the concerts. They played her voice, but had someone else lip sync to her voice, and she ended up suing them because she wasn't getting credit for her Good. Music. Hmm. So from now, like because of her, peep, the singers have to be credited for their work, even if they're not presented in the music video or oh, the that, artist. Them. I like that. There you go. Joel, I'm really split on this. I don't actually have a winner here. I'm choosing It's Raining Men. You are? Because it's so much fun. Lady in, Red is, Lady in Red. Lady in Red had its spotlight. The way our, Jake is looking at you right now is disturbing. <laughs> the, the, okay. Lady in Red had its moment it's of the spotlight in our romantic music yeah. episode that we did back in February. I think it's How many, men. Which of these songs got you dances in junior high? Just tell me which one. Which it's one helped? <laughs> <laughs> no, That's Christopher, horrible. Christopher Berg has, like I said, 21 studio albums, has sold over 45 million albums worldwide. The Weather Girls... That's the only thing they're known for is It's Raining Men. Well, that's the only thing Chris DeBerg is known for, too. I'm just happy you're saying his name right. When I was listening yeah. to both of these songs, I skipped Lady in Red. I did not skip It's Raining Men. It's Raining it's Men it? for the win. Oh, oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. No, here's what happened Hallelujah. to me. I'm driving over here tonight, and I'm listening to this list on Spotify, and I have I have skipped through the songs, and I got to It's Raining Men, and I was like, skip. No, no, no. Skip. You skip. did because you didn't And it won't let even... me because I've run out of skips. And so I had to listen to the rest Jake, of the ridiculous song. Just listen to it. There's so much energy in this song. There is a lot of energy. It is a lot of energy. But it's so shameless. Oh, it's, it's so, so awkward. It's terrible. Shameless. But like, this is all about one-hit wonders. And, and there's some is, really awkward lines in the song, too. Yes, I want to say like them now, but I shouldn't. No, no I, like, I wrote them down when I was driving from that. I, w- I stopped and I wrote them down. I was a safe driver. Absolutely. No, no, stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously. Uh, you guys have dirty minds. But yeah, sure? in regard to one hit wonders, I feel like this one definitely fits. I can't believe you're kicking Lady in Red out. <laughs> yeah. I don't even get a say in this. That's crazy. You could have used your crispy buzzer. All right, next up, Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to (laughs) sing it note for note. Don't Don't worry. worry. Be happy. Hey, take it easy. Oh, I see what you did there. What's the next song, Jacob? Versus Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Relax. Don't do it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> now we're just we're mixing people up here. Don't worry. everyone now. <laughs> uh, by the way, Bobby McFerrin has 23 studio albums. Wow. 23. 23. Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Is that the record? I think that, that's up there. And then uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood has two. Wow. Okay, so, so Don't Worry, Be Happy is the first acapella song to reach number one, held it for two weeks, and Relax was the seventh best-selling single in UK singles history. This is a tough Peaked one. at number 10. It's not tough for me because I'm going to choose Bobby McFerrin. I don't like Relax. 
It's one of those songs that at the time it seems like one you would like. It was fine, but then it, I, I at the time, but then I just got annoyed by like the Frankie says relax shirts and everyone loving it, and then it being in Zoolander. But it's so 80s in the bum bum bum. It is so 80s. How can we sleep when our beds are? No, that's not what you're doing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. But don't worry, Duran Duran. Don't worry, be happy. You hear that, and it's just like, oh, this is such a nice song. This is an 80s song, and Bobby McFerrin had nothing else going for him. I choose don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Joel. Oh, yeah? That's the winner. Oh, sorry, Frankie. All your controversy is not going to pay off today. Next up is Life in a Northern Town by Dream Academy. Uh, hey, um, 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 hey. Yeah, that's close. Yeah. yeah. I was going to go twice, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. Life in a Northern Town. Versus One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head. One night in Bangkok, Bangkok makes a hard man crumble. Ain't much to live in Tennessee. Oh, this is this is actually a tough one for me. So One Night in Bangkok is interesting because it's actually they, they have this whole musical of chess about these master chess players going to Thailand and performing in these finals. Yes. And they made this concept album of the musical that hadn't been made yet. And they sent it out to radio stations. And this became a hit. Written by Tim Rice, who did Lion King. And yeah. then the two guys from ABBA. Yeah. Bangkok, Oriental City. It's it's weird. It's it's a bizarre song. And then Life in a Northern Town really is kind of this ethereal, dreamy, beautiful song. about, And it's actually written as a, as a, a poem uh, for Nick Drake, who had passed away, like this. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they really like this musician, and so they sang. He 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 passed away of an overdose, and they sang this song about him and his work. It's it's tough. This but is a tough one. one for me. Is so eighties, and it's one night in Bangkok. For all the songs that are like international traveling that they try to sing about other countries, this is the one that is memorable to me. But I just hear those opening ethereal notes of life in a northern town, and I'm suddenly just like, yes, this is great. In fact, big country and life in a northern town, I like kind of group those songs together. I've got to give both forgettable. I've, I've got to say life in a northern town because I feel like that. Hey, um, 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 hey, um, um, See, but I feel like Murray Head was, I feel like the way he sang it actually captured the new life wave feel better than Thomas Dolby could. And it you actually think? is, it's a good song. One night in Bingo. It's so good. I actually like this song a lot. <laughs> my friend, it's actually, guilty pleasure. I had a friend that hmm. tried to convince me that the title of this song was actually, I get my kicks above the waistline. That's one of the lines it's in, the, the song. in the song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what is it? Life in another town for me. One, one night, night in Bangkok. Bangkok for Kent. All right, Kent. <sighs> I'm sorry, but you went again. You always pick yeah. Kent. Yeah. You always pick Kent. He's taller. <laughs> That's what I have to do? <laughs> That's what's been going on for the past couple of years here <laughs> on Bacon's Cell? Now I know. <laughs> the secret's out. How have I won anything? <laughs> You're cuter. <laughs> Aw. All right, next up is Pass the Duchy by Musical Youth. Pass, Pass the, the duchy, duchy on the left-hand side. Pass the Duchy. Yeah, yeah. What's the Duchy? Uh, it's actually a cook cookware. No, nope. <laughs> it is according to the when they released the song. Isn't it the kid who puts his finger in the we'll wall? We'll talk so about it. Yeah, no, what? No. The, puts the finger in the dice. Dutch so boy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The Dutch no. boy. Versus missing you by John Walt. Missing you. Wait, I John. Ain't wait. Missing you at all. Missing you since you've been gone. That, that's not away. A, that's not a woman that sings that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's Tina, it's Tina Turner. Actually. I'm pretty sure it was, was eventually. We'll get to that. Yeah. So uh, bringing up past the Dutchie. So this actually is a combination of Give Me the Music by Hugh Brown and Past the Coochie by Mighty Diamonds. And uh, Coochie's actually slang for drugs. Yes. So then when they did the American version, they changed it to Dutchie. Dutchie. Isn't. No, here's the thing. They, they, cha- they changed it to Dutchie uh, because it's a cooking pot. It's like a slang for a cooking pot. Like a Dutch oven, yes. And they instead of saying, uh, "What do you What do you do when you have no food?" Whereas in the original song, it's, "What do you the do?" Dutchie. When in the original song, it's "What do you do when you have no weed or no herb?" No herb. Okay, that's what it is. So they they actually softened it for the American version, but then and they put have kids singing it. But yeah, they have kids singing it. The musical is like a bunch of kids. But the funny thing is, is because of this song, Dutchie became slang for drugs. Yes, exactly. Isn't so that weird? They, they tried to clean it up and it just turned to work. No, so no getting around. Pass the Dutchie reached number 10, Missing You hit number nine, and it was covered by Tina Turner in 1996. No, the funny thing about it is so uh, John Waite uh, wrote this song and it knocked Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With It out of the number one spot. Yep. So because of that, she covered his song a few, like, a few years later and ended up charting with that. That's funny. Yeah. It's a little, uh, you know. I don't care for Pass the Dutchie. Really. I know it's it's got a fun hook, but that's about it. It is. The rest of the song's kind of annoying, actually. Yes. So we're going to go with Missing You? Missing You. I ain't missing Dutchie at all. All right, next up is Buffalo Stance by Nana Cherry. No money man can win my love. I guess he's alone in that one. <laughs> Versus <laughs> that I'm thinking of. Versus Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. Go, Kent. I said hip, hip. A hip to the hip hop. Don't stop rocking to the... Joel. Did you just get two shades whiter? <laughs> <laughs> Help yeah, me out. I'm ready for you. <laughs> yeah. Joel's waiting for me to fall on um, my face. I, I want to point this out because I the, the Rapper's Delight is credited as being one of the first songs ever to introduce hip-hop music to a wide audience. But like it this. is not the first single to include rapping, actually. No, it's not. It's not. But it, this kind of made it go mainstream. But I, it wasn't part of my growing up in the 80s. I really didn't have a connection to it until the wedding singer came out and the little granny sang it. And then I was like, what's this song? And I went and looked it up. You didn't know it till then? I well, kind of knew it, but, but that was the one that kind of went, oh, that's something people knew and loved. That's a long time later. They actually brought yeah. this song out on the box. Like, even though this was far after the song is even popular because they knew people would just like it. Yeah. And I think it was probably around the time where 90s rap got really popular and mm-hmm. they were sampling a whole bunch. So Buffalo Stance got number three. Mm-hmm. This song, uh, Rapper's Delight, only got number 36, but it was preserved in the National Library of Congress in 2011 for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Yes. Also and, inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2014. Rapper's Delight. I've, wow. Uh, on the flip side, okay. uh, Nina Cherry is the brother of Eagle Eye Cherry, who sang Save Tonight in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> it's true. Um, and I actually brought that up on our Nina 90s Cherry. show. Yeah, did. And I actually really love this song. So is her last name Cherry, or are they just It's their fun. stage name. Like, I think okay. her actual name is something else. Yeah, it's Nene Marine Car- Right on the coattails right there. Save tonight. Which didn't make it to round two but in our 90s bracket, here's, by the okay, way. Guys. It didn't? No. No. <laughs> I wonder who beat it. No, Save Tonight won, won, the, won the first round. Are you, you sure? And you were mad about it. I probably was. Yeah. You did uh, hate on that I think, one. I think it did. Anyway, but I want to bring this up, gentlemen, because right. I'm, I'm voting for Buffalo Stance, but I want to point this out, that Cherry... What does it look like, a Buffalo Stance? It's actually a, it's a, it's a term for standing like a London model. It's like this kind of power pose of course it is okay uh but here's the other he thing he looked that up i did 
But I want to bring this up because Cherry was nominated for a Grammy Award in 1990 for the Best New Artist category, but she lost out to Millie Vanilli, hmm. who later had their Grammy revoked when it was discovered that they had not performed wow. on their recording. Guys, she got this loss before. Let's give her a win here. Buffalo Stings. She lost to fake rappers? No money, man. Or you could let the real rappers win. Love. The first. It's sweetness that I'm thinking of. The ones that have inspired an entire genre of music. The Sugar Hill Gang. I no, no. tonight. Nope. That's so many songs. <laughs> Same chords. Doom, Jake, boom, boom, you know, aside from being boom, shocked boom, by some boom, of the lyrics boom, in Rapper's Delight, that is definitely the better song. You want me to sing them again? A heaven to the hip hop. Don't stop. Joel, can you do it? <laughs> no, I'm not good at it. Joel, try it out. A hip hop. A hip to the hip hop. Don't stop. And then rock it to the beat. That was three shades Actually, wider. I, 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 it turns into the ketchup song after a while. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, you should practice that one. That's a good one. Hey, hobby and the boogie and the booty. I said, a All right, next up, and we're into the final quarter of this now. Listener, here we go. And you guys, Whip It by Devo. Whip it good. Everybody is going to know that one at least. Breakout by Swing Out Sister. Breakout. Dun, 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 Start to wipe. And dun, 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 dun. I, I can't. It beat it on the it. charts. I don't know. It beat it on the charts. Breakout beat. It breakout got to number six. It, it beat Whip It? Uh, yeah. Uh, Whip It only got to number 14. It was a little too experimental, I think. Uh, critics have called Whip It a defining anthem of New Wave's rise. Yes. Like this is one of the one-hit wonders but that should just be going to the swing, final four. It should get an automatic final but four But Swing Out vote. Sister, they actually got their name <laughs> from a movie that they all hated. Which is? Swing Out Sister. Oh, because everyone knows that movie? <laughs> I was like, he's about to say something really profound. By the way, a breakout, uh, Swing Out Sister actually has 11 studio albums in their years active since 1985 to present. Really? Okay. It's a fun song. I actually do enjoy the breakout a lot, but it whip it's gotta it's take whip it. it. Whip it it is. Whip it good. Next up is Saint Elmo Fire by John Parr. Bam! Bam, 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 bam. Gonna be the man in motion and then meet the bear of Many better eagles flying. <laughs> Way to own it, guys. I sang Tim Tebow's fire because that's to, what it became. Way to falsetto own it. Versus All I Need by Jack Wagner. All I need. <laughs> so, soap opera song. Just a little more time. <laughs> soap opera song. Really? Jack, Jack, Jack was in General soap Hospital. Huh. Kent chose this to one. To be sure what I need. <laughs> Kent chose this one because it has a soap opera tie. Just point that it's out. It's not because it has a soul proper tie. Kent loves it's his stories. It's also bold and beautiful. It's my programs. Uh, so St. Elmo's Fire, obviously <laughs> <program>. from... St. <laughs> Elmo's Fire is from the movie St. Elmo's Fire, which stars Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, and Ali Sheedy. Yes. And it was uh, originally written by David Foster and John Number Potter. one for two weeks. And uh, this is... A, it's one of those songs that, like, it's a powerful song. Like, you're hearing this, you're like, yeah, I want to go jogging. Yes, this is a great song. It's a great song. Man in Motion. That's what my vote. 
Except for then. I'm not voting for Jack Wagner from Melrose Place. Bold in the Beautiful. Hospital, Santa Barbara, Bold in the Beautiful. <laughs> You Joel. know where he's from. I I did my research, Joel. Oh. It's not like I was a kid going, oh, I love these shows and I love their art. I love their music. Yeah. It's not what I was all about, but it's St. Elmo's Fire for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all that singing. He just gave it up that fast. He wanted to give Jack Wagner his due because he's in his favorite stories. <laughs> my programs. <laughs> all right. First up. Too shy by Kaja Gugu. Too shy, shy, hush, hush, I do I. Don't you shy, shy, hush, hush, I do I. That's so 80s. Versus, we're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. Turns out they took it. What? Plot twist. <laughs> That's not true. But they're not gonna. Kajagugu <laughs> has four studio albums, and they're a one-hit wonder. And Twisted Sister, a lot of people don't say... People, a lot of people will fight the fact that they're a one-hit wonder. But they, they are. Name another Twisted Sister song. They nope. have six studio albums, though. Too Shy peaked at number five. We're not gonna take it. Peaked at number 21. It did. Also, we're not gonna take it. Inspired by Oh Come, All the Faithful. Yes! Which, when they said that, I went, it is the tune. Oh, come all ye faithful. faithful. Come all ye faithful. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's kind of weird to think about. Right. It is. I do enjoy We're Not Gonna Take It. And Weird Al Yankovic did. uh, Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, I haven't haven't released all my Weird Al Yankovic tie-in yet. Oh, please do. He's got them saved. (laughs) Uh, But Kajagugu is actually kind of funny because this song became a huge hit, Too Shy. With Lim Hall in yes. the lead, which he auditioned to be part of this band, and he came in and he sang this song, and it became big, and they kicked him out right after. They really did. Yeah, he was apparently a huge prima donna and very hard to work with. And once they be like, as soon as they started getting famous, they they kicked him out of the band. They're like, we don't want money anymore because you're hard to work with. I guess. I that makes sense. Poor Lim Hall. But here's the thing: Twisted Sister, D. Snyder, with that song, the video is so iconic. It is, and it's an iconic look. Twisted Sister has a very iconic look. And I like this uh, this sentiment from D. Snyder, who's the lead singer of, of Twisted Sister. He says, anytime the team is down by two or somebody had a bad day at the office, they're going to stand up and sing. We're not going to take it. And that makes that gives him some comfort after he's long gone. That people are still going to be doing that. And it's true. People are going to be. Joel, what's your choice? Uh, I got to go with Too Shy. If you want to see the most 80s hair in history. Anytime you just say Kajagugu. I don't know. Watch Kajagugu Spandau ba- Ballet and then Flock of Seagulls They both have well. iconic hair, but watch the music video for Too Shy and you'll see amazing hair. Amazing hair. I'm going to go. We're not going to take it. Yeah. Jake? Too shy, shy. Hush, hush. I do I. You said yourself. That is so 80s. They both are, though. I mean, the makeup, the long hair. I'm happy with whatever you choose, to be honest. Peaked at number five and then peaked at number 21. Jake, I'm not happy if you pick one. We're not going to take it was used in the commercials for the live action version of Charlotte's Web. In 2006. <laughs> in 2006. Good, that doesn't fit at all. Yeah, that one, This one's really close. Really close. But for the sake of time, I, I think by a hair, Too Shy has this okay, one. Okay. Okay. By a hair. That. I see what you did there. Yeah. All right, next up, we've got Rock On by Michael Damien. Hey, kids, rock on. Soap opera star. Jimmy Dean. <laughs> it's the soap opera star, Michael Damien. Rock the soap on. Opera star. 
<laughs> Jimmy Dean. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, Rock on. Versus Mickey by Tony Basil. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Which is actually parodied by Weird Al Yankovic uh, doing oh, Ricky. Great. And it was Lucille Ball and Ricky. So, but Joel there. did Mickey go number one yes. on the hot one? Yes. So both of them <laughs> did actually. No, Rock On only hit number twenty-eight. I have his number one here. What? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Your now. Wikipedia is different. On I, hot one hundred. I, I just want to say, point out again that this is a soap opera star song that Kent forced on there. But there's no question here it which Kent, which song. You're in charts. It got twenty-eight at Canada Top Singles. <laughs> <laughs> What's this number <laughs> one crap you're sing. trying to pull? It's number one. Look, look above. It's there. Uh, but it's it's, this is Mickey all the way. Tony Basil with or Basil, yeah. Basil. Well, and, and Rock On has been covered a couple times. Like David Essex did the original version. It's a yeah. very chill kind of '70s song. This one is, and this this is another one on our Spotify playlist. Like you can't find the right version. Mm-hmm. The 1989 version is the better version. So listen for that. But it was actually featured in Dream a Little Dream, starring Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Shout out to the Corys. Okay, but, but it's Mickey. Mickey takes it. Mickey takes way. it. All right, next up is Turning Japanese by The Vapors. Turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so. Versus Cars by Gary Newman. Here in my car, I feel safest of all. Something, something, something. It's the only way to live in cars. Uh, Turning Japanese hit number 36, Cars hit number 9. Gary Newman has 25 studio albums. For car, like he has cars. One hit wonder, twenty five studio albums. I well, think that's the highest. that must be it. Then, so the vapors were so worried about being one hit wonders. They were. They didn't even release this song, their single, until they actually thought they had a second single ready to go, and so they re- released them at the same time, but only one hit. Yeah. Like they actually self fulfilling prophecy. Hey, at least they didn't turn out into Gary Newman's, huh? Am I right? <laughs> twenty five <laughs> albums. And turning Japanese at thirty six. Cars peaked at number nine. And Turning Japanese is funny because it's one of those that people started trying to make the song dirty. Yeah. And they were like, all right, people can turn it dirty if that makes it controversial, but it's not dirty. It's not. And so it's, yeah, it's just, he says, Turning Japanese is all, is all the cliches about angst and youth and turning into someone you didn't expect, something you didn't expect to. But uh, yeah, people thought it was dirty. And so it got a lot more airplay. But Cars, it's actually about, he talks about a road rage incident where he was driving and these people got mad at him and they came out and they wanted him to get out so they could beat him up. But he was like, he actually drove up on the grass and got away from him. And he's like, I feel so safe in my car. So he wrote a song about that. That's funny. It has a really spacey sort of rhythm about yes. it. Yeah, it's very electronic, yeah. very yeah. spacey. And I'm go- I am I love turning Japanese. Do you? I find it quite annoying. <laughs> I actually, I really... <laughs> Phrasing, phrasing. Turning Japanese. I just love like the saying. It happened not once but twice. I think so. Just singing it is fun to do. Yeah, the syllables are fun. Can you picking cars? I'm gonna go with cars. I'm gonna go turning Japanese because in regard to which I prefer to listen to, I prefer to listen to turning Japanese. I thought you hate turning Japanese. No, I enjoy turning Japanese. You really think so? I really think so. I want a doctor to take your picture. Okay, Jake, go. Turning Japanese is just too annoying. Which is fine, because sometimes it's one hit wonders. the era. We talked about time relevance as yeah, well. Yeah, but, but Cars is uh, it's in just so cars. different. It's like, I can't believe this worked, is my feeling. And honestly, the video for Cars was pretty great as well. Yeah. Pretty iconic. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cars. Cars. 
All right, next up is Eco Eco by the Bell Stars. Eco <laughs> Eco Eco. Yeah. I was My close. grandma and your grandma sitting, sitting by, by the fire. fire. My grandma says to your grandma, I'm going to set your flag on fire. Talk about hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Eco Eco Ane. Eco Eco Ane. Ane. Eco Eco. Eco Eco Eco. Versus Obsession. Obsession. By Emotion. You're my obsession. My obsession. Obsession. Uh, I don't like obsession. I actually you really don't. I think it's an annoying song. And then it's a like, great cologne, though, right? Yeah, by Calvin Klein. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is another video that got heavy uh, play on MTV, and yeah. I watched the video. I watched a lot of these videos, and this one I was like, I don't get it. They're just playing dress up by a pool. Like I found it, I found it to be annoying, and I think the only reason it got play was because it was salacious. But. Ico Ico is definitely not an original song. This is probably the no. fifth cover of this yeah, they song. Had, they had a hit in 53. They had another one in 65. They had another one in 72. Not not the band, the song. And Ico so Ico. is anyone really thinking, oh, the Bell Stars with their hit. But this one was featured no. in Rain Man. It was, what, it was an opening, yeah, the opening to Rain song. Man. And it is like the drum beat. Like they added something new to this song that made it more mainstream than it had been, I think, previous before. Yeah, so the Bell Stars hit number 14, Animotion hit number 6. And for that reason, I'm going Animotion. See, and I think that uh, this is going to sway you, Jacob, that Alvin and the Chipmunks covered Ico Ico for their 2015 film and soundtrack, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Ship. <laughs> You're right. That does persuade me. <laughs> no, but the funny hey, thing is... Because like, I didn't bore you with that? Uh-huh. Just pick mine. Uh-huh. One, one yeah, of the reasons I, I like it is because Obsession is trying to capitalize on being, you know, scandalous, whereas Ico Ico is like this traditional... doesn't feel like an 80s song, though. Obsession uh, actually feels song. like 80s fashion oh, and totally style. Does. I hear Ico Ico. I'm thinking of the them in their, you know, suits, Dustin Hoffman and, and Tom Cruise coming down the escalator in their suits. Like, I don't know why, but... That's, That's what I 80s see. to you? Yeah. Did Rain you watch Man? that movie as a kid? Rain Man is 80s. Yes. You did? <laughs> well, not it's like when it came out in theaters, but later when it was on TV, yes. When you were like 14 in the 90s. Definitely I did. Definitely I did. <laughs> Can you sing Obsession for me again? Obsession. You're my obsession. The song that's been out since the 1950s is much easier to sing. Yeah, but like they covered it. Look, we're talking about 1950s. What about putting on the Ritz? Yeah, 1929. I also didn't vote for that one. But Jacob did. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Ico, Ico. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> All right, next up. Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo. I'm on a Mexican, Mexican radio. Pretty much I'm on a Mexican radio. He has some weird line about uh, roasting an iguana. Yeah. yeah. Eating barbecue iguana. In Tijuana. Yeah. I want to go to Tijuana. Eating barbecue, barbecue iguana. iguana. Our timing's way off. It was like the only time he actually had lyrics, and that's what he said. <laughs> no, so he actually... Oh, well, we'll get to that. Get to the next All song. Right. Versus pump up the volume. Pump, pump up, up the volume. Pump, pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Dance, dance. Boom. Feels very 90s, doesn't it? It oh, really totally. does, actually. Yeah. So Mexican Radio peaked at number 58. Yeah. Pump up the volume hit number 13. Uh, but so, uh, by the way, Jacob, I was going to mention this. Mm-hmm. The, the guy, the, the Mark, Ro- Mark Moreland, who was part of Wall of Voodoo, he played the song. Ba- he wrote it based on the, those high-powered Mexican radio stations that you can get almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
And he wrote this song and he played it for his mom and she hated it because it was its repetitious lyrics. Because all he sang over and over again was, I'm on a Mexican radio. And she's like, you have to add something else. So that's why he added those little verses in between. Barbecue iguana. I just imagine him singing to his mom just to annoy her in the car. (laughs) I'm on a Mexican radio. That's what it sounds like. Like some kid. He should have gone to the Jacksons and sang it for him because then Michael Jackson would have done the chorus. Wall of of Voodoo, by the way, has five studio albums. And then Pump Up the Volume samples over... almost 30 songs like there's a table in wikipedia that lists all the songs that it samples because it's just a series of songs mashed up together and to to be honest i thought i liked this song more than i did yes because i turned it on and because you've heard it all the time yeah because it's like background music it's like that electronica house music that plays in the background yeah Mm -hmm. but when i had to actually sit down and listen to it because it's like a seven minute song there's nothing to it i was listening and i was like this is there's not much here so i'm gonna give it to mexican radio i actually hate the song mexican radio but it's taken the win All right, gentlemen, the time has come for the final matchup Woo! of the night. Uh, I don't know what that sound was. You ready? You is want it another one of Kent's soap songs? I hope so. You are my passion for life. The first match is It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DG, DJ Easy Rock. It, it takes, takes two, two baby. No, no. It takes two, baby. Me and you. Is that it not the right one? It takes two to make a thing go oh, right. right. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes you to make him out of sight. Very 90s again there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Late, late 80s, early 90s. Yes. Yeah. Versus Video Kill the Radio Star by the Beagles. Video Kill the, the Radio Star. Buggles? Video Kill the Radio Star. I said this wrong my whole life. Maybe. Uh, so here's the funny thing about Video Kill the Radio Star. It actually came out in September of 1979. Yes. But it was the first music video ever played on MTV on August 1st, 1981, and it charted like two years after it was came out right and it's, then you get it takes two i mean you hear that there's actually a very familiar that woo, woo yeah hey, woo yeah it just goes back and forth it's like sampled over and over again but that's used in like every song nowadays yeah. so both songs are really comparable it takes two is number 36 and video kill the radio star number 40 it's a pretty tough matchup guys it is but at the same time i've got to go buggles because i feel like video kill the radio star it gets the bugles <laughs> It's they're like the, the it's actually little, pronounced Doritos, <laughs> the little coney corn things you put on your fingers. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what it is. Yeah. But Video Kill the Radio Star to me feels 80s. Like you hear that and you think MTV, you think Electronica, you think bizarre like mashup of songs. So Video Kill the Radio Star has got to take it. For that's me. a good point. Well, Joel and Kent, It Takes Two was actually featured in Iron Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, The Proposal, Sisters and The Disaster Artist. You actually took my punchline because for that reason. This song can never exist. <laughs> Some of the worst movies. So because of its association, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, Sisters. Wait, you can't put Ant-Man and the Wasp in the same category as Sisters as bad films. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp got a D for me. Sisters got an F. That's pretty close together. <laughs> <laughs> and Iron Man That's 2, but the it, worst of all Marvel movies. It Takes Two, by the way, was sort of a top 40 hit and been certified platinum by the art, by the record recording. Sure. I was just a family recently, Kent, and they were talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And yeah. like, oh, yeah, that was so good. Really funny. I love that movie. And I just had to sit there. I'm like, don't say anything. Yeah, don't no, say I anything. Liked it. Try not to even judge. I like yeah. it. It's not good. I liked it. Why are we talking about Marvel? Anyways, it is easily Video Killed the Radio Star. That movie, Boom. Yep. I mean, that, that song itself, even though 1979, kind of like uh, I Would Walk 500 Miles, which was released in yeah. the 80s, but became our 90s winner. This is this is iconic. It's, 80s. it's, it's iconic. It's one of the heavy 80s. hitters. And we yes, look forward to seeing it in the next round. So 
There we go. We've completed the first Woo! round. We're down to 34, no, 30, 32 30, now. 32. So we're going to finish the back bracket in another episode. Yes, we are. Uh, so look forward to that. We hope you're playing along at home with your own bracket. And uh, thank you for listening. We really enjoyed We hope you enjoyed We love these shows. Around. We know we make you upset with these yes. shows. We hope we make you upset. Well, <laughs> yeah, does. we definitely did. Oh, I do. I do. You, you love it, too. I, it's no, mostly me, bad. honestly. But like, Jacob, you chose the wrong one. There the are three super crispy bacon buzzers to be used. We still haven't used that. That's true. That's true. Oh, super, super crispy bacon, golden buzzers. Oh, yeah. I forgot the golden. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of our first round picks. Let us know if your bracket has already been busted because we like I said, we hope you're playing along. Yes. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter or find me performing with Quick Wits. We perform every Saturday night at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quick Wits Facebook page. Including last Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. I'm going to be on Twitter as well, at Jacob A. Rogers. And, of course, Bacon Sale is on Twitter, interacting and talking with you guys all the time. So if you want to interact with us, we are right there, at Bacon Sale. Also, Instagram, at Bacon Sale. Again, go and support us if you want on patreon.com slash bacon sale and help us keep the lights on here at the Bacon Cave. Yeah, and uh, uh, so until next time, we want you to spread the word of Bacon Sale. Let your friends know about it. In fact, teach the world. Let them know about bacon <laughs> sale and teach the world. Let them know about bacon sale and teach the world. Let them know about bacon sale. Well, it's kind of a drama, but not really a drama unless you include the drama that's in the drama. Maybe we should read names of people who leave. I'm hoping to just make out a little bit, okay? Okay, that's hurtful. That First hurts. of all, because that's our childhood. Oh, bacon buzzer. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I just had bacon in front of it. It's good. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thank you for finishing my song. That's what we do. Oh, we're going to be naughty, and that's going to get us noticed. He gets a suit from Aliens from the sky. And he didn't. So they're not ground aliens. No, they're not ground aliens. These are sky aliens. Okay. I could use a good cry right now. That's what drugs are like, which is about a welder who dances at night. I just typed out heart and soup. Can you get worse than Thomas Dolby? Der Commissar. Look at the heart in that man's eyes. What? (laughs) It makes sense. Care less. Care less out loud. Bacon cell. Can't set me up. You always go. He was clever. Like the way Jake is looking at you right now is disturbing. <laughs> you always pick Kent. He's taller. I love turning Japanese. Do you? I find it quite <laughs> annoying. Kent and I are not professional singers. <laughs> She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. Take on me. Take on me. Take me. <laughs> Take on me. I'll be gone. Heart and soul. I fell in love with you. Heart and soul. My girl wants to potty all the time. Potty all the time. Potty all the time. She blinded me with science. Science. Rock-a-bye! Oh, it's in the 90s, it's 80s. <laughs> G-
Chrissy's on a vacation far away. Going talking over. So many things that I want to say. Except for Kit, let's Ken. Where is it? Uh, uh, My love's uh, like a button, I can't stop pushing it. Josie's on a vacation far away. Yeah. Lady in red. <laughs> wait, wait, is that, was that Gavin? Is dancing with me. Who is that? Cheek to cheek. It's raining, man! Hallelujah, it's raining, man! I said hip. Hip, a hip to the hip hop. Don't stop rocking to the. Joel. Did you just get two shades whiter? Gonna be the man in motion underneath the pair of red. Many men are eagles flying. Tiger is fire. All I need. So, so Just a little more time. Look, I have one rule. It's always trust LaToya.